Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's work and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider. Uh, and you have a beard now, and uh, also joining me is someone who I guess has is preparing to go to the Well of Ascension in Ancient Terrace, uh, and up into the mountains, because uh, you look like you're you're ready to be a Pac-Man. Oh, is is that is that what the joke was supposed to? It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just the hoodie, like like I don't even have gloves. I I guess it's just the combination of that and Ian's beard. It's like it's been like a thousand years since we've recorded an episode. <laughs> uh, it has I guess, for me. I guess the colors are kind of like earthy, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, heavy. So like yeah. winter is pretty winter much it's, is it's coming, here. but that is not it's a actually, thing we say in the Cosmere. No winter, winter Thank God. here already. Winter, <laughs> yeah. winter is right, right there. Oh yeah, beyond uh, this perpendicular. See, see, I'm in sunny California where uh, it's the same temperature all the time, and this cold snap. Yeah, didn't experience it. It's great. I was commenting yesterday. The temperatures broke the freezing point uh, for the first time in like a week. Just yesterday and it felt like spring like i took my oh, coat yeah, away yeah, yeah. and my hat and yeah, my yeah. gun like time to put on the shorts perfect. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, 40 I know degrees I know fahrenheit that. summer weather yeah i yeah trust me i i did a decade in montana and i'm that's why i left yeah yeah <laughs> also joining me uh, is david hi i'm windrunner and i'm awake i'm here you are awake it is early because i i got stuff to do today uh and Especially i me, but and I am chaos, and I am in a new place where I don't have uh, all my acoustic foam. It's it's over here. I I don't know how I want to situate things. So uh, just 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 hold it around yourself, like like that. Yeah, your audio got better as you pulled it in frame. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, this these, these rooms echo a lot more than anyway. Anyway, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we. Do. we we have so much to talk about. We have, we have a Nalthus star chart. Whoa. At and, long last. And we have a crap load of words of Brandon since Dragon Con from Brandon's Israel tour and uh, going to Prague. And so we got a lot to talk about there. But before we do that, I want to show off some dice sweet mm -hmm. oh that is cool yeah how do they roll are they no i don't know way? how to rate uh dice gotta, rolling what's the hand feel like i mean this is heavy it, this is this is this <laughs> yeah, is metal it has a good <laughs> sorry i don't have the these exquisite tools to properly test balance but so we got we got iron here got got the iron symbol mm -hmm. uh we got a steel one oh wait no 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 no. so these are for uh, crafty games is doing a kickstarter soon ish by the time this episode airs the kickstarter should be active i believe yep, that is okay. correct yeah okay and so it's it's so reflective this yeah. one's very yeah. reflective so as as of the time of this recording, the draft of the Kickstarter is up, so people can go and look at it and offer feedback. And mm -hmm. um, one of the things they noted there is that some of the dies are really, really shiny. 
And so they had to do some digital retouching to actually make them visible. Um, ah, great. And now, and now I have the actual dice. It's like, oh, beacon. <laughs> it's like, it's, you Gun, get to. Gondor calls for aid. Yeah, no, you get to cosplay <laughs> as Ruin and you can't see the metal. <laughs> so they're all solid metal dice. They're solid metal. Uh, the, it's not actual gold uh, on this because yeah. uh, that would be expensive. Uh, yeah, and then. Then the fourth one I have is this shiny uh Laracium or uh, Harmonium oh, one. Harmonium. Et metal. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's so, very multicolory because we don't know what that looks yeah. like. Yeah, do you mm-hmm. keep it in a dry space, hopefully? Uh no, it's fairly it humid where I live. <laughs> spontaneously so. explode. Okay, well, watch out. I know, I know. Uh, what if I just eat it? What if I just ate it on camera? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that, that would be some great comedy, right? Well, it'd take like five minutes after that. But yeah, yeah. yeah then, then the shark has done. I, I, I choke and I die. Great, great comedy. Except no one would be able to get this video off of my computer. So, ding. So that's the dice. Oh. Uh, they, they, they are expensive to get the set, but uh, they are one eighty for a set of um. 20 17 20 20 20 20 um and they are current stretch goals which which i'm actually kind of interested in it sounded like if you hit a stretch goal then you get another set of dice with different symbols like ferrochemical and hemallergic added to your pledge for free huh. mm-hmm. and so if they hit all of the stretch goals you get 60 dice for the but, same but those are, don't have human but those are gonna be the they're not gonna be the metal ones they'll be yeah, like they're the, gonna be like acrylic like the old yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. we're, we're oh, worth knowing okay. that and, yeah these are okay these are quite heavy they they have a nice heft to them yeah yeah it's oh. good they're right on the corners I, otherwise you'd probably be denning your tabletop i have um i have a chest like a small like it's not a toy toy chest it's like this big this yeah. doesn't mean anything to anyone. Uh, yep, but it's a chest nice. full yep. of full of dice. And some of them are metal, and metal dice feel <laughs> really nice. Magnetic case shuts real fast <laughs> on your feet. <laughs> yep. Yep. This, been this there, episode done started that. great. This episode started great. Um one last thing I want to bring up uh, about the dice because we should get moving on to other oh, things. Oh yes. Is that mm-hmm. I really like how the pushing metals have the metallic symbol kind of coming out of the surface of the die, and then the pulling metals have the uh, the metal symbol etched inside the mm-hmm. surface. You know, I was oh. gonna look up what those or vice versa caused, but because one is a bar relief and the other is something else. Yep. Uh, oh, I that's neat. That I, did, I think I all have uh, pulling ones. Uh, the ones they sent that. are all pulling ones. God, you, you, just, you cannot see any of the other ones except the iron one. Yeah. <laughs> the other ones are so shiny. Yeah. Uh, so is the symbol coming out of the surface or is it out of, etched well, in? Uh, it's... I mean, it's like raised from the it's inside, raised, but it's okay. not like out of the die itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was vice versa. So the pulling metal is like, it, the metal is pulled out. Oh, again. and then the pushing one is is pushed in. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. have any of those, so. Cool. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, I can't tell what this... It's chromium. It's chromium. Uh, yeah. 
The nice thing is I can just look here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all, all, all these ones are uh, pushing. All right, let's cool. get into other stuff. And whoa, we got some other stuff. So let's first start talking about this Nalthus star chart. Whoa. So Isaac just mm, dropped like this on Instagram. And uh, you can buy it now. Four bucks. Probably with shipping. Well, yeah. That, that, it's that part that gets you. So, yeah. what do we got here? We have a very unbusy system. Uh, we have just Nalthus. Nalthus has uh, one moon, and which we did know about. We did know that there was at least a moon, uh, but it has exactly <laughs> one moon. We have a gas giant named Farkeeper the Bright with uh, six moons. Full of Yep. And then looks like we have an ice dwarf planet uh, past the gas giants, kind of like we have Pluto, uh, called Nightstar the Hidden. But then there's something else that's, that's that's pretty cool. Well, before the cool thing, we also have a comet belt, like, all the way. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the comet belt a little might, more. You might see some interesting things with, like, the night sky, if you have a... Depending on how the distances work out. Yeah. Well, because... I mean, technically, Earth has a comet thing. It's just way far out, right? And that, that's yeah. what they think yeah. is there, right? So yeah. I, I, I don't really know how much these distances are to scale because all of your pictures of the solar system are, are, have never been to scale with the actual no, distances can't. between uh, these things. Like, they're much further out than these nice concentric rings. But in the orbit of Nalthus is a cognitive anomaly. <sighs> so, no. let's let's do a quick vote, okay? Okay. Raise your right hand. This this may look different on screen. Right hand if you think this is silver light. Left hand if you think this is vax. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love raise, the binary choice. Raise, raise, raise no hands if you think this is unrelated to either. Okay. Oh, wow. You I'm gonna. Know. I'm gonna go. I, you know, I kind of like Silverlight. Uh, 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 to be honest, I. I, I kind of am digging that. I cool. like that. This is me raising no hand. <laughs> okay. I feel like the these sister these star charts were made by someone from Silverlight, so they oh, would absolutely know what <laughs> where Silverlight was. Like, what could this be? That's where our city is. Like, yeah. Look, in the cognitive realm, distances are weird. <laughs> Can be hard. But yeah, you're you're right. Uh that's that's yeah. a good point. But uh So like people who are up on their astronomy who are not me have pointed out that this cognitive um anomaly is at one of Nalthus's Lagrange points. Yep. I don't <sighs> Ish. Put too much. I don't put too much stock in that because <laughs> I don't. I mean, it looks like it that way. But one thing we don't know is whether this anomaly is like travels at a fixed distance. Yeah. Relative to now, so are they okay. both orbiting, or is the anomaly fixed there, and then Nalthus just goes around, and then every now and then just kind of goes over or through where the anomaly is. And then maybe funky things happen on the planet. Okay. That's so the one I find to explain what Lagrange points are. Yep. Oh yeah. Th these are it. points 
in like an object's orbit where another smaller thing can like safely like travel without spinning out into space basically is my understanding it's like yeah it's a it's like gravity like the gravity on it is neutral essentially so it'll just mm-hmm. in theory yeah the interactions apart. between like nalthus and nalthus's sun creates a uh-huh. point where like something can either be in it or orbit that small point and kind of travel with nalthus at a fixed distance yes yeah hmm. yes I'm definitely more interested in it being static or and them just passing through it periodically. I think that'd be a more interesting thing than traveling. And, it, and it's worth mentioning that it's a cognitive anomaly. So the physical gravitational pull of Nalthus's star and Nalthus itself is not going to have an impact on that unless there is unless the reason there's a cognitive anomaly is because there is something in the physical realm that is weak. It's because and that is what I think is happening. There is something in the physical realm that is causing this anomaly. Yes, Eric. No, 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 no. My stupid joke does not. We we got too much to do to go with my stupid <laughs> joke about how astrophysicists believe the Lagrange point was very important, and so it impacts the cognitive realm. There, oh, that's dumb. No. Let's just move I'm past gl- that. I'm glad we still got there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, okay. yeah, I like like there could be some sort of event that rippled through the realms that occurred at like when Nalthus was at that location, then like. Something happened there, oh. and oh. then there, there's like this, the stuff, and there's there's like this ripple of it in the cognitive realm that's there. That's plausible. Oh, there is a big event that happened to Nalthus that has repercussions throughout the Cosmere. What's that? Nightblood. <laughs> <laughs> Nightblood destroyed the yeah. other planet in the system. <laughs> well, no, okay, so hmm, I don't I don't obviously I don't have this like fully fleshed out, but um so the creation of Nightblood itself is probably not something that would have caused a cognitive anomaly, whatever a cognitive anomaly is. Yeah. Unless um I was gonna say preservation, unless endowment interfered in such a universally disturbing way to make this possible that it caused things uh so that's i think that's a possibility but it's not a very likely possibility one thing i'm very interested in is um as i was going over the um the words of brandon from the past few events a couple of times i think brandon has been asked about taking nightblood to the cognitive realm or through the cognitive realm yes. and in one of the events he was in two of the events, in fact, he mentioned that bad things would happen if you took Nightblood unsheathed through a perpendicularity. Well, we yeah. talked uh, in our previous episode. Yeah, right. So I'm wondering if what we are looking here is so, like the remains of a destroyed perpendicularity. See, here's what I think. I think Nightblood is a bit implausible for Anomaly, but who knows what a cognitive anomaly is? Like, we don't know. Here's what I think. 
I have always liked the theory that endowment has come to Nalthus fairly late uh, in Nalthian history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's what's causing, you know, the returned and awake because awakening is a very new magic. So mm-hmm. this could be the remains of some other conflict before we see it. Like maybe some other shard went to Nalthus prior. Uh, or, or something, I don't know. Uh, we don't really see any magic of it, but something of an endowment's arrival to Nalthus, uh, I think it's plausible. Um, yeah, I think it's, like, the last time we saw anything like a cognitive anomaly, like, in my mind, was that weird X that is on that Aeon Maya, or whatever it is, where there's, yeah, like, a yeah. whole bunch of Mia. Yeah, that's what I always said, but I know it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> but... But essentially, it was a spot where there was a lot of life and thought, and that was kind of anomalous, so it had it was marked with that little X. And I think it's weird that mm. this one is in space, because traditionally, space is not a cognitively... Right, yeah, active. no, that is very strange. So, so like, the, the impression I was getting, it's like, in the cognitive realm, there's something weird going on there that they don't have an explanation for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like that there's... Co- I don't know. Hmm. One thing that's probably worth bringing up is that even though these maps are not to scale, there is some scaling to them. Um, yes. The moons are smaller than the planets yeah. and things like that. And this cognitive anomaly is roughly the size of, of Nalthus, or at least roughly the size of a planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if it was like some small thing, it could have it could have gotten like a dot. It's the uh, size of Nalthus significant. and in Nalthus's orbit. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's a little, yeah. it seems like that had something to do with Nalthus. Nalthus's cognitive aspect has been severed from the planet and is now lagging behind. Who Nalthus knows? Nalthus died. Nalthus died and was resurrected by a Fabriel. No, by endowment. And sure, now this is just a I'm giant a, return, man, <laughs> dude. Oh boy. The worst thing is that I can't even laugh at that because I can't. That, like, cognitive anomaly <laughs> could mean whatever Brandon wants it to mean. It could literally be anything. We have n- this is the first time we've seen something like yeah. this. Also, yeah. I do like how uh, the other planets are given return names, as if the Halindren yes. are the yep. astronomers. So I, I like yep. that. And also, the moon has the double consonant, which is also a Hollandren thing. Yeah, it's super, super. The only thing that's not Hollandren is the planet name itself. That's funny. Yeah. But it's Um, also like the um, Dromenad system is very based off of the Elikin naming conventions. And even that is not not dominant on the, the planet itself. Presumably, these planets were named before Hollandren was a thing. Right. Uh, I don't know. These could even be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, true. yeah. I I do like how you can see the little what will be the Nalthus symbol on the planet too. So mm-hmm. you yep. can kind of check out a little preview of what that will eventually be, since we didn't get one. Yep. That is, um, I believe, confirmed how uh, how the tears of Edgley actually kind of look like, or at least like the petals of the flower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 So high so, res version, please, Isaac. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Right. Speaking of Isaac, let's cruise very rapidly into an Isaac 
AMA. One was asking about uh, on the Oathgate map that there were symbols, and Isaac said they're related to Donchant, but he needed to... They're on the right track that they're si- Silver Kingdom names, so that's kind of neat. Um, There will be some Herald art in Stormlight 4. There will be eventually uh, an art book for the Cosmere, probably after Stormlight 5. That's exciting. I oh, would yeah. love that. That's yeah. something I would pay 200 bucks for. Easy. Like yeah. a big, uh, a nice art. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Anything that's a book, I'm like, all right, I'm interested. Uh, <laughs> especially. And someone asked if they could have a tisbit, tidbit about Nas. And Isaac said, I'm going to go out on a limb here and tell you that his hometown is probably called... Cyanalis or some variation on that spelling. Isn't that like a prescription drug? <laughs> <laughs> Everything uh, about Naz's past is embarrassing. Yep. And they're actively working on a girl who looked up a picture book. Uh, and there's a strong possibility of it happening. And you asked Isaac about the hemorrhagic table. And uh, Isaac said that he's gonna... Add a uh, bloodier version of the table. Then we'll finally get it online, rather than the pictures I've taken. Because <laughs> those are the only ones that are on the internet, really. Have it, the glossy paper was such a pain. <sighs> there's there's one more uh, photo out there, which I think somebody else took. And so, like, there yeah, are a little two earlier, different yeah. thumbs there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right, right. Yeah, that, they, they got it a bit before me, and I took this for the uh, for our podcast. Uh, yeah. so you could see it there but that'll be cool though I was a little disappointed in the hemallergic table that was as I had seen it so far like I thought it was a little blah so um, Isaac says it, it almost didn't make it into into yeah. the leather bound seems like so it was a little rushed think think of it as prototypey yeah. uh, which is unfortunate because that went into a leather bound but uh, yeah. good news we'll get a better version Mm-hmm. Uh, there's errors in every leather bound, so eh. All right, time to go to Israel. And no. the the first thing is that there is a another reading of the Stormlight 4 prologue, so I'll, I'll put a timestamp in the description when we're done talking about it. There is really not much more to talk about from what we had before, other than the previous version of the prologue we were like, oh, where are the heralds? And then literally the next line after where Brandon stops, it's like, the tall Azish man with a birthmark. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they say nail later. I'm like, all right, okay. Well, so so we got it under control here. The man who calls himself nail. Yeah. And yeah. then the only other thing to note of, is that Kevlar's dick? Uh, well, so they, they also uh, showcase his... Um, Black spheres, as we've been calling them, ah, in a few yes. places in this new reading. Yes, uh, yes. There, like there's a there's a bunch of them laid out on the table, and Show he and Nail and somebody else, which we kind of been assuming is Clock, uh, are having a conversation. Yep. Um, Navani interrupts the meeting. Yep. And then uh, Gavilar and Navani have a <laughs> great discussion. Oh boy. As someone who loves Navani, I'm like, I'm glad you're dead, Gavilar. Wow. <laughs> like, 
It's really yeah, been it a looks descent like, for him. It looks like they just they just have a bit of a, a bit of a fight, and then the reading ends with Gavilar hinting at um, dealing in secrets you could not handle, Navani. Anytime, Gavilar. Book five prologue. Come on, give it to us. <laughs> give us the secrets. Well, it just reminds me of back in Way of Kings, I think. Navani makes the comment it's like Gavilar was not the man you think he was Dalinar yeah and Dalinar doesn't like just like squashes that like line of discussion and it's like oh this is what she meant pretty crap husband looks like yeah but she also has said that like he wasn't abusive or right like there there was a relationship there it it was just a strained one. Yeah, it, it was complicated. It's not. It was complicated for sure. It's not. It wasn't always as bad as it ended up becoming. Gavilar yeah. was influenced by an unmade to strain oh, Navani and Gavilar's relationship. Woo. His his interest in Braze formed a connection to Odia, <laughs> and he was able to influence him that's right that's right Easy. what a poor man uh but yeah that's it that's the that's the addition to this to this reading um it, it definitely sounds like there's more. all right so with all this preamble wobs lots of wobs we gotta cruise through wobs there's so many wobs to talk about ian start us okay so storming radiant asked whether shashara could retrieve her night breath of nightblood and brandon said not by ne- means she knew. Cool. Which makes sense because yeah. he is. It is sentient. Yeah, shouldn't follow it, the same rules. It also doesn't tell us what. Like, it doesn't tell us whether this is practically impossible or whether this is just something that the awakeners don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So shrug. Cool. Why Not surprising, and but affirms things we kind of figured to begin with and the oh. next one was storming radiant also asking hey can susabron break nightblood's commands and uh brand's like susabron just isn't strong enough so presumably you need to be very powerful to deal with things like that i don't yep. even know what breaking nightblood's command would essentially do because that like for lifeless it lets you control them but nightblood isn't like a mindless like, would you let, would it let you command Nightblood? Like, I don't even think that would be a possible, like, a thing that people would try to do. It might allow you to change his command. Yeah, because Nightblood's weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, here's a juicy one, though. Yeah. Uh, somebody asks, and this is a paraphrased question, saying this because people are going to lose their minds. Uh, is there a Don Shard in Amia? Whoa. And Brandon. Says yes. Well, there definitely has been a Dawn Shard in Amia in the past. Uh, that is why it's been protected so well. Obviously, uh, is... maybe it's still there. Maybe not. Uh, that's an open question. I think this might be the one thing that Brandon hasn't instantly raffled about Dawn Shards. This is like a Dawn Shard fact that we don't have. Yeah, like yeah. that Vax fact from last time is like, oh wow, yeah, this, is, this is a thing that wasn't oh, yeah. raffled. Oh, yeah. neat. It's not only the, one of the only things about the Dawn Shards that hasn't been raffled, it's also one of the only things about Amia that hasn't been <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like a solid theory beforehand, just based on how freaked out the sleepless seemed to be at keeping Amy a secret. There might be something mm-hmm. important there, but yeah there, yeah, there has to be something there. I mean, it's always been a plausible theory. Um, Where else could if, they if, all be? Obviously, if if the wording is anything close to the actual thing that Brandon said, like him thinking that it's obvious. That Amy was so well protected because uh, because of a Dawn Shard. This is weird. Obviously, you make the Soulcasters of the Dawn Shard. <laughs> Come on, it makes sense. Why not? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Actually, I mean, these are all things that could concur. And one yeah. of them does bind Spren, and maybe it binds. Oh, that's Spren true. That is true. Yeah, known to yeah. bind. Or is it? All, oh, maybe it's not Spren. All creatures, it's or so voidish or mortal. Yep. Are Spren mortal? See, now I'm, now I'm disbelieving myself. I, I think you could do something with a Spren. All creatures. Mm-hmm. Unless the Dawn Shard is also playing into how it's protected. Like, it's protected by a Dawn Shard. Whoa. Yeah. Which, like, the, the storm around Amia has always been a strange thing to me. That's super Or not Amia, but like Akina specifically. Yeah. Because it's okay. it's definitely not a natural phenomenon, and it's also not something that, as we understand the surges, you can accomplish. Like maybe there's a weird combination where uh, uh, windrunners or other users of of their surges can shape a storm, but like it's a perpetual storm. So I like I could be completely wrong. My impression reading Oathbringer, it's been a while, was that that was a superstition. And they were like, oh, it's always really stormy around Amia. Like, oh, no, I did not, was, th- no, 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 no. So uh, I'm, I'm like super confident about this. The way Kaza's interlude portrays this is they were, they entered the storm and they were in a storm for a while. And then like the storm cut out. Like they were in a storm and then a second later, it was clear skies. Hmm. I do not remember that. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to reread. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not a natural thing. So it's, it's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for, uh, two decades from now when we'll learn what's going on with Amy. <laughs> Yay. Look, looking forward to 2040. Yep. Stormlight 9. <laughs> the Amia stories. That's a novella, actually. Uh, <laughs> of course. It is. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I mean, we did I mean, think that the Rissen novella could have been Rissen traveling to Akana and her Larkin being like a key to let yeah. her in there. But that, that sounds like kind of insane. Like there's crazy stuff in Akana, I imagine. Yeah, well, yeah. It's definitely supposed to be Amia related though, is it not? I thought we had that confirmed. Ooh, but I the, uh, no. We don't oh, is it not? Okay. No, we don't know anything about the novella. Other, other, well, I mean, we don't know that, but the popular speculation is that because it's called Wonder Sale, it's going to be about her going like places. David, do this next one. At the end of Secret History, we see that Says is being very shy with Kelsier. It seems like he's afraid of what he's going to do. Can you tell us about it? Brandon, carefully. Says believes in Kelsier more than Kelsier does. Good guy, Says. Yeah, I think it's just like he thinks Kelsier is going to do the right thing. Ultimately, even if it's going to be him kicking and screaming the whole way. Or making other people kick and scream. <laughs> yeah. You know, from all the stabbing. So this questioner asks, the royal family's hair 
can change color based on their motion? Why is it only natural colors? And Brandon says they could go further than natural colors. Uh, their perceptions influencing that. So usual perception mattering in the Cosmere. Keep an eye out for pink-haired Vivenna in a second. <laughs> and more. Uh, microwave-colored hair. I do I do like the bit in, in Brandon's answer where, where he emphasizes that um, as in a lot of things in the Cosmere, the way you view how your abilities work shapes the actual ability. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice, very short summary of how, of a lot of phenomena. Once happens. you know how to do it, then it's easy, but yeah. until you do, it can and be if, very and if, you, and, if you don't, and if you don't know that you can do something, you probably can't. Right. Once you did it, I knew you could always do it. <laughs> you always could have done it in the spiritual realm. everything great so this next one is asking is about how nightblood seems to have less of an effect on vasher and that's part vasher has a lot of experience with nightblood in part there's something other going on with vasher of course there is maybe nightblood's just soft on him he's fond because it's been a long time i mean i would expect things to be different with vasher because like that's one of the first people Nightblood experienced, period. See, I I don't think this has something to do with Nightblood's I guess perspective on Vasher. This yeah. is something special about Vasher. Yeah, that's how I'm reading it as well. And that's strange because as far as we know, there's nothing more special about Vasher than there is about like other Eterans or other scholars on Nalthus. So mean, we don't Vasher know. is Endowment's champion. Right, I sure. Was why just not? about to say that. Or, yeah, like, I, Endowment did some stuff to Vasher, and he has not mm-hmm. fulfilled his goal yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had a hand in his construction. We don't know if that was just physical or if he in some way could have somehow else been involved. He's one of, like, his. it's only two creators still alive, so. Mm, fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I think it was Vena, more Shashara. Uh, but If Shashara provided the breath, like, then what was Vasher doing? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he was the one who, like, crafted the sword. I was just imagining him holding it for her. Like he's like, "All right, just hold this," and he's like, "Okay." Anything else? Like, I'm, I'm just no. I'll... I'm imagining the that we have two five scholars with the word steel in their name, and yet the person who crafts the steel for Nightblood is not one of the two people who have steel in their name, and that is very amusing to me. He just he just stole that. Ah, boo. <laughs> so great Vasher's endowment special stuff sure that's sure, the only thing I, I can think of being weird with Vasher so many weird wobs in these events it's it's insane oh we're gonna get to some spicy ones about uh, yeah. avatars Ooh. but the next question touches on the Irie um, and I think Brandon misunderstands the question the questioner asks about the Irie on Roshar, obviously talking about the uh, lighthouse keeper person, the the guy we see all the way back in, in Elantris. Um, and Brandon says that, are you talking about specifically the old ones? Yeah, they were. Uh, why were they on Roshar? So those specific individuals, the Irie, as we call them, are a group of Elantrians that are not representing all Elantrians. Uh, they were there on the Roshar uh, Cell, I guess. Yeah. Or Roshar. It's not clear. Cell. 
probably. The one you've met is there for a specific reason. The Irie are involved there. They're mostly where you've seen them is on schedule so far. Oh, right, with the with the fortress. Yep. Um, but they are interested in Roshar. You were talking about the lighthouse keeper, I assume. So the lighthouse keeper wouldn't would be counted, I guess, as one of the Irie and is there for a specific purpose, but it is not related to their gener- general purpose uh, that they're trying to achieve. Okay, that, that yeah. makes sense. I wouldn't even assume that that guy was necessarily one of the Irie until Brandon confirmed it here. We knew that just actually seemed- previously. Oh, oh, did we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Oh, and- okay. But but also because Brandon just told us about it, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was like an off... Like, there was a question about the um, lighthouse keeper, and he's like, oh, the Irie? Like, oh, okay. We didn't connect that at all. You know where it's all connected? Brandon's brain. All connections. Mm -hmm. That is the spiritual realm. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, there mean, was another wobble a lot later about uh, Irie fortresses, and the one in Skadriel is like the best constructed one. Uh, so that's related. Yeah. So uh, he says that you wouldn't expect other like of similar size in a step. Like there might be like outposts throughout the Cosmere. Uh, that one is kind of the biggest and more well established. So basically, don't expect to see King Raiden chilling with the Irie because presumably they're some sort of Elantrian splinter group. I guess. They don't represent Elantrian. No. He could still join, though. He could. He could. He could That's yeah. possible. Yeah. But. yeah it, it's, I would say it's more a subgroup than a splinter group. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. Sure. That's yeah. fair. Talk to us about the Emperor's Soul, David. All right. I love talking about the Emperor's Soul. This questioner asks also, the Emperor's Soul, will we see Shy in future books? And Brandon said, you will see Shy in future books. I came up with a really good idea for a sequel for her also. I don't know if and when I can write to it. There's a really solid idea I have for one. So we'll see. But she'll make appearances. She is around. So shy world hopper, secondarily confirmed again. <laughs> Not confirmed, but I love that idea. Oh, yeah. I'm calling but it. The fact that he has a really solid idea for a sequel. Because uh, up exciting. until this point, he's been very emphatic. That it's like, I really like what I did with the Emperor's Soul. I don't want to ruin it with as. A sequel. It's easy Unless one to I have a really says, good idea. I, I don't want to Lucas it up, is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> if he has a... He seems to think he has a good idea for a sequel, yeah. which I am very excited That's, about. That's... Yeah. When Brandon has an idea he's excited about, uh, generally, we like those ideas. <laughs> so... This next one is a fairly long one where the questioner asks when Elantris 2 is going to be out. And... The real answer is, after Stormlight 5, Brandon is going to alternate Mistborn Era 3 and Elantris. So he's thinking, uh, after Stormlight 5, because he he can probably do one a year of these books, Mm -hmm. that he'll do Mistborn Era 3, book 1, Elantris 2, then book 2 of Era 3, Elantris 3, then book 3 of Era 3. And these would be his... In between Stormlight, yep, releases. between five and so six. We, yeah, so we are. Oh, between five and six. Yes. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna do this all between. Uh, he'll uh, do Stormlight okay. five uh, because he always said that he will take a break from writing Stormlight. Yeah. So, like, that's what he's gonna fit in. 
Because when would he have time to do this if he's doing Stormlight? Oh my yeah. god. Well, so so I was I was thinking Stormlight, Mistborn, Stormlight, Elantris, Stormlight, Mistborn, Stormlight, Elantris. Uh, but that, that's not what he says. Yeah, it's because like Era Three is going back to like more of the epic level. Like he didn't yeah. want to. He can't fit those between Stormlight like yeah. he can Era Two. Yeah. He did. He did say he'll do Wax and Wayne uh, four after Stormlight four. So good. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah, but you know, finally gonna yeah. find the lost. N- nothing new for uh, Era two to have long breaks <laughs> in his yeah, publication that- schedule. So whatever. It's gotta be the like. There's there's the book one, and then I'm not sure I'm gonna write a sequel, and then two sequels within months of each other, <laughs> and then another like another several year gap. Well, that one the the other several year gap wasn't intentional. At least it was just scheduling. Yeah. So uh, this next one is from Nimrod Rappaport, who is talking about how Brandon has said there are three major civilizations on Cell, like there's. The ones we see in Elantris, then there's the Rose Empire, and then there's a mystery third one out there. And he goes in to talk a little bit about like his inspirations, but then he goes on and is like, you've seen one that's European-inspired, you've seen one that's Asia-slash-Eastern-inspired, so you might be able to theorize where the third empire's inspirations might be, or at least a list of possible candidates. Africa? That'd be or, so like, cool. Consider, consider the Australian Empire. <laughs> Australian would be cool. Um, another possibility is like American, like Native American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he is also playing with that in the Rhythmatist. Yeah. So he might not do it for Cell as well. Yeah, and that's been like a research reason. It seems like he's generally suggested. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like... An- Unless he wants to do the research now, like, you know, it's still going to, he's going to have to do, like, if he doesn't feel like he can write it, then he's going to have to do that research at some point. So, yeah. Africa, I can definitely see it being it. somewhere else. I, I, I would love Africa. I think African is the most plausible. That sounds awesome. that, That's what I've always been assuming as well. Yeah. That sounds great. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know yeah. when we'll see these domains, it, but maybe, I'm well, excited for them. Well, we, don't know uh, what Elantris 3 is even going to be about because Elantris 3 won't have the same main characters as Elantris 2, right? There's always time jumps, oh, yeah. so who knows what Elantris 3 is even going to be about. Like, it could be anything. I guess. I just feel like one is going to end up kind of unexplored because we're going to have two on the on the Elantris continent, ultimately. And so the third one can be somewhere else, but one won't get a book, if that makes well, any sense. Well, the Rose Empire gets the, the, the novellas. Easy. Oh yeah, the, the long so, in-depth long- world-building exercises that they are. Yeah. Um, an old kind of idea for the second Elantris book was Kaiain's children going to uh, Sfjordel, I believe? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, th- I think that's still what it's going to be. That's still yeah. the plan. Uh, and so that's going to give us an opportunity to explore. While that is still kind of the same domain, right, as Elantris, yeah, that's right. the European-centric domain, uh, it gives us an opportunity to explore something that's very different from Elantris. It is very different. Uh, with, True. Uh, which is the Fjordel Empire. Skazy, and skazy. so from that point in book three, maybe we can do a bit of an exploration in in the third domain of Cell. 
And I, cool. I think Fjordel has more connections with the other domains. Like we see a yeah. Fjordel ambassador, a Giorn, yep, in Emperor Soul. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And like there's a lot of mentions there to like Svordin and Jindo, which are now under the control of Fjordel. The, the Fjordel sending priests to convert other places say it isn't so that's <laughs> that's totally out of character for them but yeah they, so they would probably explore lots of things they had uh Wern has a big fleet and stuff as well mm-hmm. so like we there's like airline massive, massive massive empire yeah yeah Avalon is very insular yeah yep. Elantris Elantrians didn't really like care about like anything they didn't outside need of to care they I didn't w- need to I would not they also yeah. like, kind of couldn't yeah, yeah, they, and they couldn't. <laughs> they didn't want to, uh, and they couldn't. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting how the power dynamic works on on cell, right? Isn't it? Because all of these places are so like regionally locked, and yeah, and it it seems like there is some maybe purely like literally um, literary connection between how much power you have and like what your influence so like elantrias are extremely powerful but also they're like pretty confined in aerolon and um to a very small extent tealed i guess um whereas the fjordale empire is like super massive and the priests have like from the monasteries Mm um can have power anywhere and they sacrifice people for power but also they're not as powerful as Elantrians. I don't think we know enough about how the Dakor magic works. Getting really excited about Elantra sequels right now, guys. Like, there's so... <laughs> like, Fjordel, like, there, there's lots of stuff to do in Fjordan. Uh, oh, there's yeah. so much. There's Wern stuff, Skazy stuff, probably a lot of Dominion stuff, Jadith stuff, so much. Some Savrakis, you know? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Only but, five short years away. Huh. <laughs> And well, then keep, keep that hype because uh, we'll need to Stormlight wait. Stormlight gap is Stormlight gap is gonna be rough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it'll be annual though. That's what I'm excited about. It's even if it's short, it'll be like parceled out a little more judiciously. So it'll be like a book a year, just kind of. The difference between short. a four hundred thousand word book and a two hundred thousand word <laughs> book is very considerable because a bigger book you have to plan a lot better to turn it out well. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not a linear amount of time that you need to take. Uh, four times as long of a book doesn't take just four times as long to yeah. do. So the next question comes from Yahel26 or Yael26, uh, and it's a paraphrased question, which I seem to be getting a lot this time. Yeah, that's fine. Since the gemstones on shard blades seem to be infused with stormlight, uh, could a search binder draw that stormlight and use it? And so that's. I believe going back to how after the Recreants people figured out that they could put gems inside their blades and that allowed them to bind or to bond with the with the blades and summon them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Brandon says, uh, no, he couldn't. You see, the Stormlight is the Shardbearer's life energy. You wouldn't be able to draw it just like I can't draw your own life energy from you. If you were to extract the gemstone from the Shard Blade, it is possible. Uh, and then the gemstone would go dark. Okay. Here's, as the person who knows a little about shard blades, 
This does not make <laughs> sense to me. Why is that? Explain. Because, so, essentially, if there's a gemstone on the blade, it is by definition a dead blade, unless for some reason this friend wanted someone to put a right. gemstone on it. Yes. Because those, those are all post things. Okay. Those gemstones aren't even necessarily infused. They do not have to be for you to be able to summon the blade or dismiss it. Correct. It just has to exist. Navani mentions that specifically. So if you're drawing your own life force from this shard blade that has a gemstone, it shouldn't be your bonded spren. It's just a dead blade. Like it just doesn't make any so and it doesn't glow when you like on its own when you draw it. Like that doesn't isn't something that happens or has been described to happen. What you think in the end? So are do we see like examples of where when this um the gemstone on like a dead blade is dull done? It definitely like Navani makes a point to say it does not need to be infused for it to function. And I don't know honestly when they would recharge those gemstones because they would have to make their shard blade undismissible to do that or at least swap it out pretty quickly like yeah. or at least like regularly but okay because like what i was thinking was like when you put it possibly when you put a gemstone in like it automatically becomes infused with like the sp- the spread that is the sword's investiture no, 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 no. that's I don't think that's what's happening here because I, I know, yeah. but like okay. I know, I was saying then, like yeah, then it makes sense why you can't draw the stormlight out of the gem because it's not actually stormlight; it's part of the spread. But it's not plausible. It's it's yeah. the person, not the spread. But like the spread has a bond with the person, and then it's all complicated. But so kind of, yeah. he, he's very because that's what i in my initial reading mm-hmm. i thought this was referring to the sprint but it's talking about the shard bearer and even if it's paraphrased there's like this second part with he's talking about life energy specifically and i think mm-hmm. what that means is in the process of you bonding a blade right the gem mm-hmm. doesn't need to be infused right you're no. basically forging a connection with yourself and that dead blade right mm-hmm. and the gemstone's facilitating that and then it flashes, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That flashing. Flash. Yeah. So what you're doing, it's reminding me of the 10 heartbeat thing where you're sinking your life force to the spren and it's awakening. It, it, you're like bringing it back to life. That yeah. life force. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. And no, I, it's I like definitely that. plausible that they do glow always when you summon them, even if they're done. It just has not been described to be that way. So it could be that that is just something Brandon hasn't made clear in the text. But yeah. I mean, the the... The gem isn't often mentioned, to be honest, yeah. on a lot of mm-hmm. times blades are used. So I think that's what's happening. It's that life mm-hmm. force of the bearer making that connection with that dead yeah. spread. And that's then, the only like, thing that if, makes sense. Even if there is stormlight in the gem making it glow, the life energy going through the gem to make that connection probably like shields that stormlight just like how your natural body like shields like sure, investor, right, right sure yeah. mm-hmm. the identity I'm not field. interested in figuring out field yes I'm not excited in figuring out how to incorporate this into the short blade article but we'll figure <laughs> it out okay um i kind of i kind of see that I was wondering if where brandon allegedly says you see the stormlight is the shard bearer's life energy whether that's a mistake Stake, and he actually said the shard blades life energy. True, it's entirely possible. 
because uh, then it, I feel like it makes more sense. It does feel like tying, it makes more sense. I agree. Right, because you have the blade and you have the gem, and the gem is essentially one with the blade mm-hmm. in terms of like investiture. And so the same way you can't draw stormlight from somebody who is like holding stormlight, you can't draw the stormlight from a blade that's holding. Unless the stormlight. you're a brigand. right. But I think I. I really think that because we see the gemstone flash mm-hmm. when it's bonded, uh, like it's about that bond with the shard bearer. So I don't think that it actually is a mistake. But but this does warrant further questions to bring. Mm-hmm. This is probably like the weirdest gemstone interaction. If if this is actually what's happening, it's like, oh yeah, you know, your life force goes into it and it makes the gem shiny. I'm like, oh okay. I'm supposed to just accept that, I guess. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously there's a Dawn Shard there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And All right. we're done with Icon. Great. Yeah, moving on to Tel Aviv. I think I said that right, because it's a you real did. place. You did, you uh, did. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one is coming from Nextoral, it looks like. Uh, question about Bavadin. Is she a hive mind? And Brandon responds, no, hive mind isn't the right word for it, but... And next to our response again, so she's not an Amian or something like that. And Brandon confirms that she is not an Amian, which would be kind of crazy. That, that, to be fair, that if that was true, that would be very interesting. Yeah. Dragon. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, she's not an Amian, so we don't need to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. We, well, we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see some a, a very cool thing about avatars in this. Don't you worry. It's it's pretty crazy. If only we had access to this last time we recorded. I know. Well, you know what? This this is airing right after our autonomy cl- cast, so that's fine. That's totally fine. All right. This next one is for from Kifir W, <laughs> and asks: Did Teravangian meet the Night Watcher or cultivation? Brandon, cultivation. Good question. Which is just. That is just like a very casual mention of something very big. Yep. Yep. Makes me believe that she also met left. Like, I'm honestly basically convinced of that. Oh, we have a word of Brandon on that as well, David, actually. (laughs) That actually, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll to see in real time whether or not I'm right. (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll, we'll read that. I like that you guys don't, a lot of times, don't read the words of Brandon ahead of time. So you're just like, oh, wow, these are hot takes. I like it. You're getting... You're getting a live reaction. That's we right. Authenticity here. It's so authentic. But super cool, though. Like, I definitely lends more weight to the theory that cultivation has a plan that heavily, inf- like, Teravangian is an instrument of cultivation and not cultivation going, ah, like, just figure that out. Like, we'll see what Teravangian is a plant. He's <laughs> a plant. Cultivation um, would make him into a plant, wouldn't she? I can't, I can't take credit for that. At somebody on, on Discord or maybe the that is, forums that is good. came up with that. But it's a good one. Whoever that is, whoever that is, congratulations. So this next questioner asked whether you could Nahil bond a Spren who is not one of the ten subtypes. Oh, really this is nine a crazy plus one. three random ones. And I've been Brennan's, calling them radiant Spren. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Brennan says, meaning, are there other possible Spren that could form other orders of Knights Radiant that are not the ten? This is theoretically possible, 
that is basically what you could argue is happening to Renarin. Oh, okay. So now if you want to say, if you want to throw out the exception of Thren, who were one of the ten who got changed, then this is theoretically possible, but right now currently wouldn't work. Huh. Okay. This, this proves a theory that I've kind of had for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and the theory was like literally the opposite. <laughs> um, like, like, I didn't think there was anything too special about the 10 radiant types of spren other than, well, they were like the first ones with enough juice in them to be able to replicate the abilities of the honor blades. Uh, okay. But like, if you could find another spren with a similar investiture level or power level or like similar mind capabilities, then why why wouldn't you be able to bond with something like that? Uh, because AVR bonds are very very similar to Nahel bonds. Sion uh, bonds sure. are very similar to mm-hmm. Nahel bonds. And yeah. now, mind you, those don't grant nearly <laughs> the same level of power. It's a little more dramatic. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, but and but those also don't have this entire like tiered system of oaths and cultivating your bond and things like that right so it's it's far it's it's kind of like sub level 1 surge binder type of thing with those right mm-hmm. and so i was thinking why why wouldn't you be able to do to do that with other types of spread and it just says no Clearly, there's something else going on. Maybe the interaction of uh, the just the way the surges panned out. Uh, I don't know. There was a wob a long time ago about certain pairs of surges being just like natural pairings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's so, why the ten honor blades are those ten honor pairs. Yeah. yeah. And so the ten types of spren might be like hooking into that system. Yeah, and so any any other spren wouldn't have a quote unquote natural pairing of surges to to right. like imitate. Right, because because honor just chose hacking. the best ones for the honor blades. I, I don't for the plot. Well, it's yeah. not like he picked like yes, these two go together. I think he just created the ten honor blades, and they just naturally formed those pairs. Uh I don't it, think sure. he was. It was an active choice on his part. Mm. No, well, I don't think he, like, chose specific surges, but he just saw what surges were and was like, if I were to design a weapon, this is the best way I could make those weapons. And any, like, maybe with enough investiture, presumably you could make an honor blade, that's something else. But why would I expend those resources when these are just the best pairs for these, you know? It's like, I I kind of viewed it as how, like, preservation didn't pick the alimentic metals it's like those metals just have those abilities and they naturally have pairs and all of that sure mm-hmm. more sure. yeah like I, the pushing and the pulling metal i, I definitely <laughs> think the natural pairings is like something about like the interaction between the realms and roshar like just like how skadriel <laughs> like that that stuff yep. sort of happened that way so mm-hmm. i i do agree yeah yeah but like i i guess like tanavas could have seen as like okay, these are naturally paired in this way. I'm not going to break nature this is the and pa- yeah, do right. other things. I, I kind of think of them as the surges or the pairings of surges kind of being like channels. 
Right. And so you can flow the water through the channel very easily, or you can expend a lot of energy and resources to like forge a new channel. Cool. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And there might be like, honestly, some sort of, we know that the searches are cultural. There could be some cultural assumptions going into this that are Im- like impacting it in some way. Like if the humans paired the searches first, I feel, and that was how they viewed them, I do feel like that would have an impact on how it would end up falling out. Because we know the searches aren't actually empirically anything when they're transformation and stuff like that you know yeah yeah they're kind of outgrowths of the abilities rather than the abilities being an outgrowth of the searches yeah so ish it's it's complicated it's very complicated it, it hashtag gets it's complicated it's spiritually com- <laughs> that that should be a relationship status on uh shard book uh it's like oh, God. it's it's spiritually complicated <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of spread of Genny. Well, even even before that, uh, important to note that this is a, I think, the first confirmation we have that Renarin's spread was a radiant spread before. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Gliss implied, was, but it it's it's kind of being implied, mm-hmm. but it's never been confirmed. And and there was always the 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 possibility that because Renarin's weird, spiritually complicated, really. Um, <laughs> There has always been the possibility that, that something even more weird is going on there. Um, and so this is a confirmation that Gliss was a truth watcher's brand that was corrupted, corrupted. by Shana. Enlightened, and, thank you very much. And not a Dawn Shard. Nice. <laughs> not a Dawn Shard. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, David. Yeah. There goes the my other, theory. The other, the other hashtag. I, I, I'm going to use the word obviously for, for Dawn Shards. From, that's, that's a new meme. There you go. <laughs> like asterisk. Uh, Obviously, uh, we need to go to the next question of Kenny, which is also about uh, Sprint. Uh, yeah, let's talk about more Sprint. Somebody asks uh, about uh, what kind of order the Reachers on the on the Shades Marship, which order of Radiance they would create. And Brandon will answer that in the next book, allegedly, but we kind of know that they're, they're will shapers. Yeah, we, we know that. The yeah, more yeah. important thing here is that we will have pictures of all of the Radiant Spren and their bonds. I don't know what that means, the next but I'm excited. Except, except the bondsmiths, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I didn't even read in this document that Brandon had said obviously. I honestly, you know, I hope you they know, do you know the bondsmiths Spren later, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you know this thing where like sometimes you either learn a new word or like a, a word gets stuck in your head and now you use that word all the time. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> like there was there was this this one time where for like three separate three consecutive events during some tour, Brandon was talking about things being a strange duck. What? <laughs> oh, like, like that's that- how he would respond to something being strange. Like yeah, but, but uh, the spiritual realm is a strange duck. And and that's a phrase that he used like in these two or three events, never before, never after. <laughs> it just got stuck in his head. <laughs> you, you know what I have to say with that, Evgeny? Tell me. Obviously, it's a strange. <laughs> well, cool. I I think that is very um, neat. I, I am extremely hyped about pictures of Spren. Exciting arcs that give us lore. Oh yeah, give me lore. So I guess, probably the yeah. reason we do, we're not getting the bondsmiths is obvious, like obviously. 
Oh, because the siblings are weird. Like they, there's only three spren, and they're all very different spren. Yeah. yeah, you can't group them into just one thing. Yeah, yeah. I just want a big Starfather picture. I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah, <laughs> but like this and their bonds. It's very maybe that just means it's going to be labeled as the spren that gives wheel shapers or something, right? So. Like it, it, yeah. that could be very simple. Yeah, it yeah. could be with yeah. their radiant. That'd be kind of odd. Like I feel like they kind of have shied away from direct art of the like direct obvious art of the main characters. But like I guess they could put like their bond mate in it, and mm-hmm. Brennan just missed that part. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they will put like Gliss Kaladin. Yeah, yeah like, I mean they do. There is a picture of Adolin. But like, it's not like this is Adolin colon. Like, if you like look at it, you're like, and you like read it a little bit, you're like, oh, this must be Adolin. But it's not like this is what Adolin looks like. We're canonizing his picture, his appearance right here. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little quieter. Yeah. But crack theory. What if like they tried to like make a like two D representation of like the actual the Hill Bond and its structure. Yeah, I was actually thinking something similar about um, like, like something to do with the bond and the oaths and how the different oaths unlock different things in the bond or something mm-hmm. like that. It seems extremely not only difficult but also implausible. Um, like it's it's far far more likely that this is just hey we're gonna give you all the spread except the bondsmiths Will and we're gonna say <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's gonna be it's gonna be pictures of them. So yeah, that's yeah, super but... cool. That that's hype. That's super hype. You know what else All is right, hype, David? Gonna... This next one in the cognitive realm. All right, let's see. So this is from just an anonymous questioner. So you said the only two ways to really world hop are cognitive realm or FTL. Brandon, I did not say that. I said the question interrupts. So there could be another way. And Brandon goes, "Yes, I said if you couldn't use Shade Smart, there is another way." I did not say there are only two ways. And that's basically the essence of it. There are more than two ways to... There could be more than two ways. Stop interrupting Brandon when he's giving you lore. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely says there is another way, Ian, before he says there could be another way. So, And like, I believe that to be the Oathgate travel. It's like... Well, no, he says, if you couldn't use Shadesmar, there is another way. Is there another way? No, Brandon says there is another way, Eric. Unless I'm reading the wrong thing i mean the end is so there could be more ways more than two ways question mark yes well like the, yeah. the words in the order they appear i said if you couldn't use shades mark is there another way you're transposing oh, yeah. the two words oh i'm just reading it so whether or not there is a third way of getting around maybe this is like like he already has talked about it he said that the oath that there is teleportation in the oath gates and it's instantaneous and he would like to do that with how they traveled from Ashen to Rishar, if possible. So, yeah, I, I guess know. that's true. Like, this is not noteworthy to me. But okay, I guess that's yep. fair. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Maybe something to do with the with the spiritual realm. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the implication that that's how he wants that. You to can't go. go through Shades, Mar. Where else are you gonna go? You yeah, physical, I mean, like, yeah. cognitive, or spiritual? Yeah. Yeah. And how exactly that? works is going to be a question mark this next one is not a cosmere related question but uh it is relevant because star sight is coming out on november 26th 
So that's pretty cool. So this one is about Cytonics. This questioner asks, can Cytonic people potentially use all the abilities from defending Elysium? Brandon, potentially yes. So mind blades and things like that. Mostly I'm kind of pushing people into specialties a little bit more, like I've done with Mistborn, where you generally uh better at one thing than another. So you may see some divisions of powers, but they're all capable of it. Cytonic. Things like mind blades win. I think this is really cool. I actually like this a lot. Um, limitations make for interesting story delivery vehicles, right? and so you, you're kind of you're kind of having best of both worlds, right? You have your characters gain access to the entire suite of abilities, but you're also making it so like each is stronger in different things, and so you have this dynamic between them where mm-hmm. like you need the team play and the interaction, and it, yeah. it's great. It's pretty cool. It actually reminds me of something that Brian McClellan, who's Brandon's student, did in his Powder Mage book. So I like that. It's kind of funny. So this questioner asks, all the shards basically agreed not to settle on the same planet. Six of them that we know of immediately basically broke that. (laughs) Which Brandon answers, so they did not make an oath to it. There was a suggestion made and perhaps the people who made the suggestion did not understand that. If you want the shards to do something, you need an actual oath. And they did not get one. Deep I feel floor. like Endowment made that suggestion. because, Or at least was it pro that group who made that suggestion. Because mm-hmm. they seem to take this pack very oh, yeah. seriously. Yeah. But this is definitely an explanation for how Honor, he did not break an oath. I never so made, made a suggestion, and he's like, "No, nah, that's pass. stupid. I'm gonna go with my wife." Yeah, yeah. it's it, like when people make a suggestion, you're like, "What was that? I'm sorry. I'm just." It makes like, sense that these newly ascended have no idea how to properly bind people mm-hmm. in that very initial stage. It's like, "Hey guys, it, let's not. We really screwed up, Yolan. I guess." It screwed that place up. Let's not do that again and not, like, fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, sure. And then they left, and then well, they're like, yeah, nah. No, but even 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 more than that, um, also, FYI, I said pretty much the same thing, like, two episodes ago, so this is a confirmation of my theory, so great. Great, fantastic. Um, <laughs> this, this goes back to um, the conversation Dalinar and Odium had the first time, uh, I think the first time, when Odium shows up in his visions, where... Olium explains briefly the thing like things like that need to be done with proper intent. You can't just like trick someone to say words. Yeah. Like they have to not only mean them, they have to understand what they like what the meaning behind this entire power binding agreement mm-hmm. is. And so very early in the shards life, like the the, the, the shards, right? Um one they either didn't know uh or they well, I mean, no, they probably didn't know. They're so like, they weaker than they could have just. Yeah, yeah. So they could have said, "Okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do the thing," but like, there's there there might be like a magical, well, intent mm-hmm. that needs to go into that that they were not aware that they need to to put in there. Oh, absolutely. And it's like they mm-hmm. at that point they probably didn't know they could be bound by an right. oath. Yeah. yeah. So of course, like. They couldn't be bound by an oath. I think it's that the investiture is being bound by that intent. You know, when you 
intend mm-hmm. that than like the investors kind of being binded into that way. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like this is kind of speculative, but I wonder if the people who kind of like agree to that and meant it could possibly be held by that and others who didn't are not. So is it possible like some shards mm-hmm. are are controlled by this pact and others are less so because they didn't like possibly like verbalize like a yes I agree to that or do you think no one is bound by this and I some don't of them just think choose to anyone honor. is technically bound because okay. like the agreement between ruin and preservation I th- might be along these lines so mm. I don't think oh yeah like if it was intended to be like we as the shards are making this agreement. Mm-hmm. Unless it was unanimous, I don't think that agreement holds. Okay, interesting. I... Even if like half of them are like, yeah, like I'm 100% for this. Like I intend to make this binding. If like the others like don't, it's then conditional. It's like, it fizzles. Yeah, it's like predicated on it being unanimous. Okay, I can see that. I actually don't agree with that. I think it is possible that some of them are bound uh, with an oath. Mm-hmm. Even if like the precondition is not met by everyone, really um, depends on what the intent of that thing was. Mm-hmm. If those shards who made yeah, the yeah. suggestion, what they intended, and if it was just a suggestion and they didn't put any b- power behind it, then the mm-hmm. answer is definitely no. So we we don't really know, but this is mm-hmm. this is really exciting lore. Though probably like if like. No, um, endowment was like I'm intending to make an oath of non-intervention that she could be yeah. bound by. Yes. Oh yeah, but yes. it would that is her own oath. It's not part of this overall like agreement between shards. I, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I just don't see any reason for a shard to intentionally hamstring themselves mm-hmm. unless they all agree to hamstring themselves in mm-hmm. that way. I mean, presumably they shattered Adonalzium because, like, they <laughs> wanted to do something with the pieces. Or they just really um, didn't like Adonalzium for whatever well, reason. Like, there's a lot of reasons. Sure. Yeah, but, but like, the fact that they're, they're, they're agreeing to something, I was going to say they're making oaths, but they're not making oaths. That's the problem. <laughs> um, the fact that they're agreeing to something suggests a level of team play to me that maybe, maybe it's just a hunch well that, I, hey yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they knew that it would break into 16 pieces and they descend like i don't think that was the, the plan maybe well, they said that odium is what he wanted to be and what they made okay like they made i guess him i guess that's so true. i do feel like yeah, they okay. had some idea what was gonna happen but we also don't know like how long it was between the shattering and the ascension of the first shards. Yeah. They might have had a time for like a short conversation. It's like, okay, this thing is breaking into pieces. What do we do? Yeah. But like if Aiden else, I don't know. There's just, there, this is kind of a tangent, but like if they didn't even know that being a holder was strictly possible potentially, like if Aiden Elsium didn't have one, how could they even, like, I don't know. They must have either really known what they were doing or really not known what they were doing. But- <laughs> yeah. There are so many permutations, but this is a very big insight to. Very early Cosmere history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me that. Let's go let's to, to Prague. Yeah, let's leave it and at that. go to Prague. Yeah. Good beer and good food and also good questions. Good questions. And good questioners. <laughs> and not, Great place. It, 
and not the good question and brandon's like oh yeah yeah good question but like <laughs> good question the first one comes from an unknown questioner and asks brandon for something about the else colors that we don't know um and brandon says they should be able to get back out of shadesmar without having to find a perpendicularity but yasna doesn't know how to do it yet she should be able to do that she just hasn't figured it out that's exciting okay how did she get yes. out of Shade Smart at the end of Words of Radiance? Do we that. think that was Honor's perpendicularity and there was no sign in the physical realm that it had manifested right there in the middle of nowhere? I think it has to be. So if we go back to the quote-unquote deleted scene, yeah, 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 Ivory there speaks of looking for a stable perpendicularity. Right. Mm -hmm. Explicitly. And so I wonder, I wonder if Honor's perpendicularity is not that it moves necessarily, but it's unstable in the sense that it's here and then it's there, kind of, yeah. kind of thing, right? right? Yeah, right, right, right. right. Uh, we we, all, we also have a mention of unstable perpendicularities in the Threnodite system, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. I think in the yeah no you know it is it's the threnodite one yeah see I would almost like flip what you said where it's like because you're are you saying that honor's perpendicularity is unstable well that's the thing I don't know what I'm saying like because because <laughs> I, I could go I could go both ways right so on on one hand we could say honor's perpendicularity is unstable slash moves because I don't have to delete scene I don't see exactly what Ivory mm -hmm. said um and so it was a matter of like Yasna and Ivory finding the place where the perpendicularity would be at a specific time, and so that allowed her to pop out. Or alternatively, Honor's perpendicularity is stable, it's just that it moves, and so the perpendicularity Yasna got out of on the Shattered Plains was not Honor's perpendicularity or Cultivation's perpendicularity, it was a perpendicularity. Oh, kind of okay. like a tiny... So like like a door, right? And so it appeared for a little bit. She could get out, but it would have gone away soon after, like, huh. like, like physical okay. Yeah, so I do agree that we should disconnect it moves and is it stable. True. Because I think Honor's perpendicularity is 100% a stable perpendicularity. Like, it always exists. It just doesn't always exist in the same place. Yeah, okay, okay. Whereas, like, the Threnodite unstable perpendicularities, it's like, they sometimes they exist. Yeah. Maybe in the same place, maybe in different places, but it's like, they're transient. It's like, it's not like it's, okay, like, it's they're always making, like, new perpendicularities. It's not like, this is Ambition's perpendicularity. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's like, no, these are just, like, Kind of what That's I think Argent was saying with like the like there was it was a stable perpendicularity though I don't think it if it disappears I don't think it's stable. Let me let me quote the deleted scene real quick because this mm -hmm. is relevant. Okay. Uh, okay. Towards the very end, Yasna asks, um, "Can I use light to return?" And Ivory says, "Here, no. We must find a stable junction, honors perpendicularity, perhaps, though it is very distant." Just as a note for people listening, this that's not strictly canon, so we can kind of yeah. look at it yeah. to try to understand, but it may something may have changed from this scene. Yeah. Because it hasn't yeah. gone through continuity and the, yeah. the drafts that 
canon I, scenes. I sort of. feel I feel like something as fundamentally well fundamental to how the Cosmere works. Something that comes more from Brandon's head than from like continuity fixes. Yeah, yeah, you're not mm, wrong. Yeah. If I do remember correctly, Brandon was not sure on the terminology he was using at right. that point. So like Junction may or may not end up being something yeah. that continues to use. Because sure. he does use it earlier on in the deleted scene. Because yes. um, yeah. she was looking for the one that like she created to get back out. And she's like, before she realized like, no, she's like 100% there. Which is kind of interesting because she normally, when she like astral projects and need a junction to get out, like it's, yeah, that's, that's one of the standard. things that might not be one hundred percent canon anymore. Yeah, well, the astral projection thing is not traveling. You're not going to the to the to Shadesmar. I know, but like she acts like she's used to having to take a junction back out, and she is not normally traveling into Shadesmar when she does it. So I feel like that's indicative mm-hmm. of her soul casting powers. More so than her Not transportation sure. powers, huh. but I, that, I yeah. think I think the fact that even even in a deleted scene, honor's perpendicularity is referred to as stable is mm-hmm. something we can we can confidently take away as yes, it exists almost canonical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sold on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's like, is this honor's perpendicularity? Is it not? It's really hard to say. So yeah, th- it yeah. just I reminded no. me that it's a very mm-hmm. open question how Yasna actually got out of the cognitive realm. Mm-hmm. That so warrants further discussion. If you want potentially a reprobate question, ask Brennan. You've said Yasna can't get out of yeah. Shadesmar without a perpendicularity. She does that without in at the end of Ward's Radiance. Was Honor's perpendicularity there, yeah. or was this something else? All right. Uh, this one's from Snox Catco. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, as you yeah, do. Snox Catco. It's like Costco. Uh, why is Lyft different in the way she processes investiture? Brandon, she was created that way specifically by an act, an act of cultivation. Okay, so she went to see the Night Watcher. Brandon, yes. So, so, so that doesn't actually. That's not as explicit as the Teravangian one. But no. an act of cultivation by the Night Watcher seems implausible. So, yeah, I you could argue that all acts of like things that created <laughs> yeah. by cultivation are, by definition, acts by the transitive property, are. You could argue that, but I should you? <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I don't think Brandon is being coy in this one, or or being like intentionally vague. like. If the question was, was Lyft created by an act of, of cultivation, and Brandon said yes, then I think we could have a lot more grounds to argue that Brandon is, is just being non-committal. Mm-hmm. And technically, like, is this, is this and this related? Yes. What is an all, action? All <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, but in, in this case, I think Brandon is using act of cultivation in a very similar way to how we've used in the past direct shardic interference yeah. or, or something. Yeah. And like both of these things can be true. Like Lyft can have gone to see the Night Watcher and still, in the same way Dalinar did, oh, was oh, also yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is very, very likely now. Considering how weird Lyft is, right? But mm-hmm. it really does seem like after Cultivation did some stuff with Dalinar, which sounds very 
much weirder than I initially intended that to sentence to be. In, but in the jungle, in the jungle, mm-hmm. uh, that she interacted with Teravangian and then I guess left. I guess. However, I just was just reminded of another word of Brandon about Lyft's visit Ugh, to the Night Watcher, uh-huh. where he said that Lyft asked for something very weird, and the Night Watcher did not know how to handle that, so she gave her something equally weird. I okay, I definitely think that could be similar to Dalinar. Like Dalinar asked the Night Watcher for something that was she didn't know how to give, and to be and to be fair, yeah. she didn't give the night watcher didn't ultimately give him it was something from yeah. cultivation but, but like i think the way brandon says night watcher did something weird yeah, to lift and there is the thing where the storm father blames the night watcher for lift being weird like oh the night watcher went too far right there's mm. that too i won't eat a shoe but i believe this to be true so <laughs> I, I, th- these are like the major things and like i ha- i have to imagine that like cultivation did the major ones it it yeah. would feel like it, right? Uh, but also, this could this could be one of the things that Brandon is actually not decided on, right? Uh, because it, technically, I mean, so unless unless lift is some part of cultivation's grand plan for Roshar or whatever, she doesn't need to have been directly influenced by her or by sure. her, right? Yeah. And and worst case in like worst case scenario, you can have Lyft going and actually seeing the Night Watcher, and then behind the scenes, cultivations like here do this thing mm-hmm. uh, to to the Night Watcher. Yeah, part of me just really wants it to be the Night Watcher because it's just so amusing to me that because the Stormfather is like when he's like so like offended about Lyft's existence. It's totally a sibling bond there between him and the Night Watcher. And it's just like, oh, my little sister is just like messing with my stuff. Like, grrr. And yeah, that, sorry, uh, a sibling? Huh, bond? Huh, yeah. Huh, yeah, sibling. Oh, yeah. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> see, I definitely see like a. I liked it. I liked it. I really did like that. That was good. Like a, a situation in which the lift shows up and it's like when you get like a homework question when you're little and you don't know what to do and you like ask your mom. And so, like, Lyft shows up and she wants to stay still. And Nightwatcher's like, Mom, what do I do with this? And she's like, Try something. And then she's like, All right, we'll try. And then Lyft turns out weird. And they're like, All right, well. Then there's a word of Brandon, which uh, is, is kind of interesting, where Brandon says, there's, there's no associated question, but Brandon just says, I don't think there are any world hoppers that people have missed. I think they know all of them. That there are hints about. So I can just write that most people missed felt, but that's not going to make you very happy. <sighs> but we still haven't identified the Chandra world hopper, but I guess Brandon's just saying the big world hoppers that are connecting here. Yeah. We've seen them. And he has said that there are Risharan world hoppers that we failed to identify, but it might be that there aren't really any hints about them. Like they're so not on the screen, maybe. Noticed. Like they, they yeah. exist, but we haven't seen them. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know all of them that there are hints about. Sure. Yeah, the whole cool. Terrace Woman nurse thing still blows my mind. Like there are just no clues that that is her. I yeah, I don't like yeah. it. And people lashed onto that so early on, and was like, because it was the only what? option. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no one else it could be. Where's hey, Waldo? For those who don't know, Brandon once said that, "Hey, there's a Terrace Woman world hopper in Warbreaker," 
And it's the nurse that was like tending to Lemix. Yeah. And, like she's the only option to who it could There's be. There's not that many Nalfian named characters or characters, <laughs> you know? No, she's yeah. not even named. She's not even it's named. It's like the only like reasonably significant female figure. That's not a reasonably significant. Yeah. She she shows up for less than half a page. Like that's more than like any other unnamed woman. <laughs> the cook back in in what's that place? It yeah, is. Yeah, is more I, significant than her. Yeah, but ma'am, significant in quotation marks. You're you're it just mad be because you didn't see it. <laughs> and I and I still like the, it's a blind guess. Is, is why I hate it. Not because well, I didn't see it. Like, there's nothing to see. It's some, blind. Sometimes people right, make though. connections in the spiritual realm, Arch. <laughs> we knew it in the future, so we figured it out early. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is another question that involves Renarin's weirdness. So it's amusing that it's me again. So establishing the of the Night's Radiant followed up the Sturge Binder. So I had a question about Renarin. Is he closer to the modern-day Radiance power-wise or the pre-Night's Radiant Surge Binders? And Renan's Renarin? Because he's weird, right? And Yeah, he's weird. Is he closer to pre-Night's Radiant Surge Binders or to modern Night's Radiant Surge? I'd say closer to modern is what I say, but it's a tough call. The um, footnote... The questioner seems to be distinguishing between the formal establishment of the Knights Radiant by Ishar and the Spren-based honor blade copied surge bindings that existed beforehand. Right, because there, there were surge binders before the Radiant started, uh, mm. and those are the Spren copying it, but, but that's presumably yeah. before the Oaths and stuff, where they get more power. Yes. Is what, yeah, yeah, is subject to some debate, but I also agree, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we do know of a surge binder, uh, in you know Nohadan's time, uh, Alakavish or something, I think. Yep, good guy. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and and we know that the rules were placed upon them later, right? As the radiance. So, yeah. uh, organization was thrust upon them. Yep. So, Guru Ushar thrusting left and right. Could you say that uh, they nailed it? <laughs> Hey. Uh, which is also that wasn't as bad as I was worried nail. it would be. Yeah, you yeah. could. I mean, you could say that he nailed them. I guess eventually you heard um, it here first. <laughs> I, I think so. This kind of says uh, to me that I think Renarin will still need to swear some oaths in some way, but it's it's hard yeah, to yeah. see what form they will take because Renarin is so weird, and it's a corrupted yep. Nahalspren. But mm-hmm. I think some oaths will still apply. Yeah, it's no. Strange. Because, mm. like, I could see like this being an opportunity to like expand what the Knights Radiant are, because the Knights Radiant are is fundamentally an organ organization more than anything else. So, like, there is yes. some like underlining mechanical like things that were changed to form them with like the ideals and such, mm-hmm. but like, so it's like. Renarin could still be a truth watcher, a member of the Order of Truth Watchers, without being exactly the same as all the other truth watchers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like his oaths like might mirror 
what like regular truth finders would it would be like a different perspective on the same thing yeah so like they're all focused on like learning and giving i think are their divine attributes however much those are involved but it's like they they have like slightly different tacks similar to how like two wind runners tefts and kaladin's um third oaths are not the same but they go after the same thing this would just be like a slightly even more off tack going towards mm-hmm. the same thing yeah i don't i don't see that i mean I, I I do get that it's an opportunity to show like an even even bigger deviation for like but like mm-hmm. I I think you can get this kind of deviation within the same order with the same like kind of sprint like you don't need a weird sprint to go off the rails almost well not off the rails but like mm-hmm. you don't you don't need a, a corrupted sprint to show a, a a drastically different perspective on on a given divine attribute, mm-hmm. uh, you can just have that be. Yeah, you it, know, it, it, I, it depends on like how how big is that band of variance. Like mm-hmm. if it's super big, then yeah. But if it is like it, if it tends to be fairly narrow, like yeah, it could, there is possibility for it outside, but it's not super common. Whereas with this, it would be more common. I guess. Kind of like my take on it is thinking, I believe that whatever Oath Runner and swears will in some way be related. Like he's not going to swear like completely unrelated oaths that have nothing to do with what the truth watchers or what they typically are. Like it will be a take on it or a twist or maybe even a complete inversion, even though I don't think he's going to be heading down an evil direction. And so like I feel like and ultimately like it will not just be something else. Like it will be related to what the truth watchers are, even if it's how different like how different i take it is might be might vary a little mm. bit or be something to debate there's a quick wob from um last year asking about whether renarin will swear different ideals from the mainstream truth watcher ideals because of gliss's corrupted nature and brandon obviously raffles that but says there will definitely be some differences mm-hmm. sure. uh the next question Asks about whether Vasher knows where Nightblood is because Nightblood was used in the battle for Thalen Fields. Uh, and Brandon confirms that he does. Vivenna doesn't know, however. And she is, uh, she's searching for him. But she is stuck in Shadesmar and couldn't get out because the way she wanted to get out is um, mm-hmm. occupied. Yep. Presumably by the Fused. She had some plans that sprint. didn't work out. Poor Vivenna. And that's then, just the story of her life. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> in in a later wob, uh, there was one where Brandon said uh, he wasn't sure if she'd appear in Stormlight Four, but uh, he didn't want to say that. But we'll see her eventually. Hmm. So that's fine. Okay. Yeah. I've. I feel like we have to. Like that was the promise of her leaving. Was that this is not the last we'll see of her, and that she's yeah, got yeah. things she yeah. wants to do. She's yeah. not gonna die off screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is another anonymous questioner. Before the shattering, were people already able to world hop from Yolan to the other planets like Rashar and so on? Brandon, if it was possible, it did not happen nearly on the extent that it happens now. It's possible. I would say that. I don't know if there are yeah, yeah, very, very, very few instances. That 
makes sense. So, there wouldn't mm-hmm. be perpendicularities because <laughs> the perpendicularities, well, the main perpendicularities, come from the shards. <laughs> yeah, there there still could be like there like little ones. Like Brandon has made yeah, clear yeah. that like but it could also, be possible, like, but the pathways haven't like the roadways haven't been formed yet. Like it's like yeah, in like the 1700s, you could get to Milwaukee from London. <laughs> It was kind of difficult, whereas now you can just take a plane. Like, yeah, yeah. I think the most valuable thing it confirms is that there wasn't some interplanetary civilization, probably before, like before yep. the shattering. You yeah. know, yeah. That's and there also wasn't a strict ban on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I think it's just more practical limitations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, this next one is from Oversleep, a prominent member of our community. Uh, who was here, who asked some other questions. But this one is a very spicy one. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I have one about shards avatars like autonomies. Is it possible for one to form without the shards vessel directly making it so independent? Brandon, yes, it is. They would be aware of it, however. They couldn't not be aware of it, but it could arise without their direct and conscious decision to do so. Oversleep. And the one on First of the Sun, is it by Autonomy's Direct? Brandon, yes, that is directly created. Woohoo! Mm. Oh boy. Whoa! Crazy. Which, this does make sense, I it think. It does make sense. Powerless does alone it? does gain sapience, so maybe this is, like, what that would mean. The, I, I, tangentially, yes, maybe? I think. Some because similar mechanism. though. Well, oh. what is an avatar in terms of Splinter? <laughs> right? right. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. hard to say. Yeah, I, I definitely think, I don't know why autonomy would directly create it, though. That's definitely the more intriguing part of this. Well, I, always, the I, sense. I always thought that autonomy was directly making these for some oh, yeah. purpose that we just didn't know. Right, and we talked yeah. about that. Wait, the avatars or the, yeah, the avatars. perpendicularities? The avatars. Oh, no, I mean the perpendicularity. Like, why would they want that to exist? Which was what? No, no. Or did he, I misread the question? No, he's, he's saying about the avatars. He's not mentioning perpendicularities at all. He's talking about oh. the, the autonomy avatar like, on, on First of the Sun. This is why I don't wake up early. Because my brain <laughs> like, is, is like, like it's, it's just getting at the 90% boot up. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back to, like, back your cam- you. like your old camera. Um, hey. Now I'm too clear. I mean, I always thought that, like, Trell is a directly created thing that Autonomy is, was doing. Like, it didn't just, like, naturally occur. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes sense that, like, as soon as it exists, even if it comes about unnaturally, like, they become aware of it. It's like, your, your foot. Like, okay, like, let's say, like, the investiture that is patchy or like some other in- avatar that was not planned by is her foot. Like she knows it, ex- it exists. Like she's not really thinking about it. She's like vaguely aware of its existence. And then it just starts moving on its own. It's like, okay, no, that's weird. I'm going to go like something's happening there. It's like you like, investiture is like her body. Like as soon as like something is happening with it, like she would become aware of it. Yeah, I, I don't I know about that. that analogy, but uh, your conclusion is is relatively fine. In my head. I yeah. kind of like it though, honestly. <laughs> yeah, 
I think it makes me question even more the role that some sort of being that like in some way gets involved with an avatar happens. You know, like we're like it was Trell a thing or was Pachi a thing before it became an avatar? Because how would yeah. that happen non spontane like spontaneously? Like I feel like I don't know. That's I, that's, I think that's, you just like, need to coalesce enough of autonomy's investiture for it to have sapience. That's the only mechanism that makes sense. That's uh, that's I a splinter. Don't... We've always called that a splinter. We, we just Brandon has always called that a we, splinter. We just didn't yeah. know about uh how avatars mix into things. No, I'm with I'm no, with Arjun. There's, there's something else here between this and like splinters and avatars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but you, well, yeah, but Brandon hasn't canonized how avatars fit into our scheme of the charmed subdivisions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, all right. Let me. Okay, fair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in an idea. Okay, avatars are like small shards. Okay, mm-hmm. they are the the combination or the the quote unquote ascension of an actual like three realm being, such as a person or an island. <laughs> as you that do, has, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a person or an island. Yeah, it's obviously, it's it's the it's the 2019 gender binary. You are either a person or you're an island. Um, <laughs> send your hate mails to at Argent on Discord specifically. That's a meme. That's a meme. Okay, don't hate me. I mean, you can hate me, but for other reasons. Um, and so if if so if you are ascending to the to to a shard to the power of a shard, you now have access to all of the shards investiture, right? You you are that shard. However, if you what if you could ascend to like one percent of a shard's power for whatever reason? Like you are somebody, you are either a trail or you're Pagey or you're something else, and you get your hands or land Yeah. <laughs> your shores. <laughs> um, your beaches are um, all up in that. <laughs> <laughs> on 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 a significant chunk of a shard's power, not significant enough to like ascend to the shard, but way more than would be available in let's say a sprint or something like that. And so, it is kind of like an ascension in the sense that you now have control over vast quantities of investiture, but these vast quantities are nowhere near the levels autonomy would have. And so. I postulate that this is what an avatar is. And this can happen uh, using like natural means. There's just a random person somewhere and they find a bunch of investiture or they right. collect a bunch of investiture. And so that happens. And in the act of ascending to avatarhood, the actual shard now becomes aware of you. Because in the spiritual you- realm. Because you are you you are an extra foot, you are a boil on their foot. So, just like a related observation that you might have said in the autonomy cast that I did not, I've not to the end yet. What you just described there, Argent, is Dalinar. Like that's basically yeah, what Dalinar that's, does. That's what I was thinking. Which is really He's, interesting because is Dalinar eventually maybe eventually or on his is, way to is being? it? He is ascends. it? He's bonded. He's bonded. He's, He's got a lot of investiture, like a big chunk. <laughs> but so, but he doesn't have act. 
Hmm. <laughs> so you just like like and, you described it so perfectly. I was like, this is Dallas. <laughs> I don't. No, same I don't. Day. I don't think he has access to that investiture in the same way that I that I'm thinking of avatars having access to that. Okay, but you like, just need to get to level five, Bondsmith, and then he was maybe, yeah, probably, probably, maybe he can. So also, he's a weird Bondsmith, right? Yeah, previous Bondsmith couldn't do that. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. um, he can open honors perpendicularity at maybe any point of time. Maybe it, they kind of just need to align, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when he is destined to do it, he will do it, <laughs> and he will know Crazy. that he can do it, right? Um, but I, I think that is like he doesn't have access to that investiture all the time. He needs to open the door and and gain access to that investiture. I, I, I think it's a small distinction, uh, but I think it's a it's a important distinction. Here's the problem that I have with what you said, Evgeny. I recall Brandon describing the process Vin ascended and that basically mm-hmm. she was drawing on enough power and there's like a hose and then eventually it just vaporized her body. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the island actually interacts with with like the being patchy versus the island patchy, right? Uh mm-hmm. but like if even if you had a one percent of of a shard, right? Wouldn't that be just way more power than even the mm-hmm. the Lord Ruler grabbed, and you'd be yeah. vaporized, right? And you wouldn't. One percent of infinity is infinity. Uh, you actually it's can't do arithmetic on infinity because infinity is not a real number, actually. You can and do limits, unfortunately. Having graded uh, an exam where people do some very bad things with things like that. Ah, you can so cancel you know, infinity, right? Out. No, no. you triggered them. If it's on both, you can just cancel God. it because all infinities are the same size. One over right? zero is yeah. one, guys. That's what it... <sighs> I saw that on multiple... It could what? be. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Look. No, but I mean, if you have one and you don't divide it at all... No, that's not zero one. groups. <laughs> no. Into zero groups, you can't do it. Anyway, the autonomy has investiture all around the Cosmere, but autonomy only has access to a fraction of it. Because the vessel's limited, right? Yep. Yes. Um, but I, I like still she think... Can, she can get access to that other investor. She just mm-hmm. has to, like, concentrate on it. Yeah. Like, she has to focus on it. Like, she can't focus on everything all at once. So I think... She needs to intend. So I think that the, the only way I, I see for these avatars to form naturally is... Mm-hmm if you coalesced enough of that investiture, and then maybe you could mm-hmm. grab it, I guess, somehow? I don't know. And then, because all the investiture is connected in the spiritual realm, then autonomy would know that, right? Yeah. Because now something has, like, something significant has changed about mm-hmm. uh, about her, her entire pool of investiture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like she can feel all of her investiture at the same time. Like you can feel your entire body at the same time. But I really think avatars are like boils more than like a leg. Yeah, probably more along like that. But I just what a pleasing metaphor to think about. No, <laughs> Trell the boil of Skadriel. Uh, 
but uh you can take that one i don't know i i, I don't know if they're mini shards because it's like what would i say a mini shard is isn't that just a it's a splinter but a bigger splinter i guess i don't know sure i guess yeah. so because like what would you call i the think uh the no, I am I am actively not thinking about the Stormfather because it gets messy. But it but in my head the hierarchy now goes um shard, avatar, splinter, smaller splinter, whatever. Uh I think the important distinction between an avatar and a splinter is that a splinter is strictly a cognitive being. It is strictly investiture that either um through like saturation or through just over time gain sentience you need that vaporization like then except for like he can't be you can't still physically have that body no like he's thinking he's not talking about avatars he's talking about the next step down oh so it's like yeah yeah oh, just right. like spread oh, oh yeah. okay fine sure. and then for avatars you need either a bunch of investiture or a splinter and you also need like a physical like a, a, a being with the physical presence in the same way that for the original shards you would you would need the shard and yeah. you would need a vessel mm-hmm. but shards don't even always need vessels no yes and for the investiture that would go in an avatar you don't need a a a mini vessel like that investiture can still stay there and maybe it okay. will either remain a splinter or form a splinter but you are now introducing a change to that process you are what if Kaladin ate all the others friend <laughs> as you Kaladin? let's just yeah let's stick with this that should that could be its own <laughs> podcast come back for next week's week's episode what if Kaladin ate all the honest friend what if instead of of being the squad leader of the honest friend what if he just ate him (laughs) what if like in in that sense like if a physical being consumes a bunch of investors I don't know if I like this yeah I I am sticking with think it necessarily has to be a physical physical not capital p like person or thing to ascend because i think part of what an avatar is is an artificial vessel that's just like operating in concert with the prime yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like it's another like concentrated mind influencing a section of a shard's investiture to a specific purpose rather than just f- being it autonomous or honorable just hanging out but none of this contradicts my idea yeah but no, said it i just don't think it has to be like it could be like a purely investiture construct hmm. okay yeah. you believe that okay mm-hmm. uh that is an interesting question we should we should try to get an answer out of Brandon. I mean, I, whether I, whether a a physical component is required for avatars. <laughs> I just think all these things are going to be things that Brandon's going to deeply explore eventually. Yeah, know? this oh, is yeah. like total raffotory. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to wait for eventually. 
Raffotory. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I I, uh, I really like that. Please use that, everyone. It's Raffotory. Yeah, totally not intended. There we go. Great. It's like purgat. It's like purgatory, but it's it's <laughs> yeah. where where you Raffles. where you have near access to all the question the answers to your questions, but just someone doesn't want to give them to you. <laughs> where all of your there. questions get raffled. Next question. Is about can all can any alamancer burn atium? To which Brandon responds, Atium, no. Asterisk, which we haven't seen in a while, but no. Coming back. <laughs> there is a reason why, but no, they cannot. Which the return is of the asterisks. We knew. we knew, but atium and being able to burn a part of ruins investiture using mm. a preservation magic has always felt very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what that asterisk is. Like, I can't. You guys probably remember better than me because I don't follow the metallic arts that closely. But has Brandon been asked if Mistings can burn their their alloy of ATM as well, or is yes, he, they can confirmed either. They cannot. So I, don't, I don't know what that asterisk would be then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. I had a I had a brilliant idea that I just recapped in my head, and it sounds like the stupidest idea that I've ever had. Okay, I've already done like a stupid metaphor, so now you have to share. Yeah, it. yeah, share, no, no, share. No, 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 so, it. so, 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 it, it's not even an idea. It's, it's just. Is it a splinter of an idea? It's, it's a, it's an idiot yeah. statement. It's okay, what it is. Great, I'm in. So, so in my head, I was going, okay, what if the asterisk is? What if this is saying that? Because the question says allomancers. Mm-hmm. And both Mistings and Mistborn are categorized as Elemancers. What if, what if the asterisk is Mistings can, but what if all Mistborn can? Which is, yes, Which is, yeah. that's how Mistborn work. Eureka! I, I, I don't think Brandon would be that. You know what, though, Evgeny? Even though that was a completely dumb thing to say, and it objectively is. No. But, oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fact, like, I have less of a hard time believing that preservation could doctor a certain set of people to burn Atium than just all Mistborn all the time could have always burned Atium. Like, in some sense, that's weirder to me. Than, they like, all have ruin in them, though. Like, that, that doesn't, like, boggle my mind. All of them have a fundamental connection yeah, but, to ruin. Like, the, <sighs> but well, the, no, because if you use, like, if a Rosharan burned the beat of Larasium, they would become a Mistborn. They would forge that connection to preservation. Would mm-hmm. they be able to use Atium? Is the question. Oh, are you yeah. correcting me? Oh, mm, yeah. Oh, that is an interesting question. Ha- oh, that is a spicy I don't know. Yeah. question right there. Wow. Or, or I guess alternatively, would Hoyd be able to? Um, yeah, that would work that's well, Hoyd's got like a weird would have like, 16. Yeah. Um, but one thought I did have is would because being a misborn is defined as being able to burn all metals. Yeah. Would preservation through the act of creating atium misborn and atium mistings rather mm-hmm. would the creation of that alimantic ability automatically make that appear for mistborn? I guess it'd have to be, right? Uh, I, I would don't... say so, yeah. I feel like I dispute that Mistborn haven't always been able to burn ATM. I feel like I don't think that changed. 
but yeah. that's just that's not really based on anything. So well, yeah, because that. preservation didn't make like molassium mistakes, right? Well, presumably. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. But there's, I there's think, lots yeah, of- I think Brandon actually has said that he thought ATM and malatium would be the most useful and sub those i think there were malatium mistings because like no there have to be malatium mistings because of like the mis snappings because it's it's always 16 percent. yeah but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that you you could alloy atium on other things and those weren't mistings. Mm-hmm. that's more but what he, i'm like, getting said at. at one point yeah he said at one point that i think at some point someone used to like get brandon at his note station and be like, all right, I need you to canonize or like, I guess, think about canonizing what happened here because guess, we are so confused and, you, and so are you. I guess what I mean is there exist Atium alloys that were not mistings, right? Correct. Yes. But Correct. I still believe the Mistborns could burn those Atium alloys. Yes. Yes. Oh, so true, th- true, that's true, what true. I'm getting at. Yeah. Not not the weeds yeah, yeah. of uh, Malatium oh, here, right? Okay. Yeah, no, See that's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. See, it's unless weird. Op- unless opening up like adium, kind of just like but, diffuses down into all of its but alloys it, as well. Alloys. But that would be very strange if Demo could burn Melatium as well. Like, there's well, no like, evidence for Mistborn. Oh, for Mistborn only. <laughs> yeah, like it would diffuse down from Mistborn. I just because they can also already burn all of those other things. I I I just think mechanically with how allomancy operates on a mechanical level it is kind of strange that mistborn could burn like like it's a totally different mechanism if you're not drawing up preservation how does that that doesn't even make sense to me i don't know it's weird is what i'm saying yeah the concept of of exclude of like malatium mistings like or sorry atm mistings like on their own is odd to me because it, it is, is like weird um, that draws no power from preservation ultimately. Yeah, it's it, mechanically but, it's weird. I mean, that's preservation. Like that's the plan. I know. It's just like it's just like a. It's, I, I, I guess I the, know that like it ha- it must be so, but it just is interesting. I guess the idea is that instead of drawing the conduit between preservation, you're just drawing it upon from the god metal itself. I guess. So I guess it's yeah. less dumb than whereas normal metal don't actually have power. It's a conduit to mm-hmm. preservation, right? Yes. And it, it does make sense that this is weird, like because unlike the rest of the system, it's not a natural expression. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. preservation made it do this. Like preservation like hacked the system to get this. his plan. <laughs> Work. Can Preservation someone, is the terrorist woman hacker from Eris. Can Ray. someone draw a piece of art of preservation just being like a 90s hacker somehow? Can I need that in my life? I'm in. I'm in. And like binary numbers are floating by because that's how you hacked in the 90s, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's preservation. It's it's fuzz, but instead of his, his face turning into mist and like fading away, it's binary. Oh, it's just, oh yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. Get on that uh, preservation in the matrix. That we talked a lot more about that than I thought we were going to. Oh no, I, yeah, trust me. Same. As as soon as I pick that, I'm like, oh, this is a can of worms here. Mm-hmm. Which is why I always pick those. Our next question comes from uh, Paleo, who has become. One of my favorite members of this community. Uh, way, way over David. 
Oh, <laughs> me too. Over, over, over me myself as well. <laughs> this, um, this went over a lot better than I thought this would. Uh, just the, the, the random smack talk. So that's good. Okay, maybe not way over, David. Just okay, a little bit. I appreciate that. Um, a and it's a, it's a long it, and honestly interesting, like nerdy question about topography of the. Uh, of the uh, cognitive realm and to, how it maps to the physical and topology of the oh, cognitive realm because it's topology it's, this topology. is a topology thing yes which yes. i kind of forgot uh, on my graduate work on topology so i don't remember a dang <laughs> thing but but the the bit we're gonna mention and talk about is at the very end where brandon says that things in the physical realm are mapping to places in the cognitive but the two are not alternate dimensions of one another. So there can be like continuity weirdness and you can have, I'm, I'm extrapolating now. You can have like disjointed places where one place in the physical realm corresponds to another in the, in the cognitive, but then the place immediately next to them don't correspond yeah. to one another. Um, you have the oddity of like height in the physical realm doesn't map very well in the cognitive and things like that. There are places in the physical realm where your cognitive equivalent, your the, the, the cognitive place where you map to is on the other side of the planet. Like you're in one place and you take a step and you're now on the other end of the cognitive realm, even though you've only taken a step in the physical. It's not a mm. bijection, people. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, it's not a bijection, yes. Yeah, and it does make sense. Like, there are, like, if you pay attention to, like, you know, like, the land should be so weird if it's supposed to be, like, ocean basins. You know, if you look at things like that. Kelsier sees whales floating, I believe, like, above him or, like, senses them when he's flying around Shadesmart. And I'm like... Oh, I don't remember. No, I think he see, like, sea lights. Oh, did he see it below? Oh. Yeah, so he was standing on the obsidian that represents water, and he was looking down. Oh, okay, maybe I misread that. Well, there you go. Still cool. But like, yeah, it definitely, like, this does square because some stuff should be kind of, like, very different in Shadesmar if it was like a one-to-one Yeah, so it's not like the light world versus the dark world from Legend of Zelda. There's some more weirdness (laughs) going on there. Um, Which is different than I thought. I thought it was a lot more like... These are like two different lenses of seeing the same well, thing. But it's like a 3D mapping to a 2D thing, so it can't be perfect. Like it's weird. Yeah. And even and even then it's not, right? Right. And it's and it's not right. It's, exactly. it's not a direct map. It's and, and this is this is going to be really difficult to think about going forward because a lot of it behaves almost like that. Right? Yeah. And 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 so the t- and 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 this is where we're going to spend most of our time in something that's almost like a mapping. It's almost like Euclidean geometry. And Not then not. every now and then we're going to have we're going to have instances where it just doesn't like it. It, then, it behaves the way it wants. And to. you know what comes in the cognitive mumbo jumbo? Exactly. The more you think or, about it, the more it's different. <laughs> or a cognitive anomaly, right there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Cool. I'm in pain. All right. Uh, so then I, Paleo asked, I was wondering about Daisy and Amians or the sleepless. Do they reproduce at all? And if so, how does that work? Like, is that one a, inaudible, asexual if they do? Brandon. So they reproduce, yes. But reproduction for them has a variety of terms. They can breed specific kremlings for specific purposes over time if they want to. 
They can also exchange Kremlins if they need to in order to improve their genetic diversity. Creating a new one is a different experience, but yes. In fact, today I've written sections, not for the books yet, but where I talk about them developing and over-evolving one of their Kremlings to do something new. Interesting. Uh, Paleo. So if they do reproduce, does it require two of them? Or is it more like they breed enough and they split one off? Brandon, that is a RAFO for now. The individual's consciousness is an interesting thing for them. God, you say old words are so weird. Cool. It's okay. It's all it's just been in my head for since 2010, and now they're coming out. I like how instead of exchanging fluids, they exchange uh, Kremlings for genetic mm-hmm. right. diversity. Like, right. oh, okay, all right. I guess. I mean, that, that makes sense. That mm-hmm. no, I think that, that is actually really, really interesting, right? Because for the survival of a species, you need some kind like species that reproduce asexually where there's no way to introduce new new genes in the gene pool tend to either not develop very far or they have limited populations or they just die off because you don't have the ability to like mutate and adapt quickly right. to environmental changes yeah, yeah. things like that and so how do you introduce genetic diversity in a thing that doesn't really mm-hmm. do the the, the sexual thing? Thing, right and so exchanging um exchanging genetic material by exchanging pieces of you really uh is is really really cool it's kind of interesting too because it seems like they would by definition kind of change themselves a little bit in that way you know like if they're interesting um, different genes into their kremlin populations yes but they could keep those contained for sure, but like it definitely, like it would, I don't know, I, I have to believe that it would change their character in some way too. Maybe, maybe not. Like we, we, I just don't think we know enough about the nature of the sleepless to hordling bond. Because mm-hmm. like, if like a hordling gets separated from the sleepless, like that connection could break and it would just be like a normal crumbling. It could continue to live so there is a slight disconnect there so they do have their own consciousness we know that that each kremlin is itself like it would be fine on its own mm-hmm. yeah okay interesting because like if like a sleepless were to transition to the cognitive realm and one of their hordlings got left behind like it would be sundered or like if it got a hemolytic oh. spike it would probably be identity would screw up and it would be disconnected so those are crazy yeah yeah so i could see that like having an injection of like another sleepless's hoardlings not really affecting the sleepless itself like not to the effect that i think you were saying i'm not imagining like a drastic effect but i'm just saying like their personality would evolve over time as they I assume continually are exchanging these Kremlings with each other at various so, points. Actually, as Ian was speaking, it, it made me realize that the mind and the consciousness and the personality that is a given Dizian Amian or a given Sleepless might actually be independent of their physical bodies. It I think definitely so. could yeah. be. Yeah, and so you have the mind and you can you can evolve your kremlings you can trade your kremlings you can lose some and gain some and so the mind is still you it's just that you are 
controlling a different like bunch of cockroach. I, I definitely agree that's possible. I think that makes me wonder. I know that I assume like having at least some Kremlings are useful because they can pass as people, but what is special about Kremlings? Like, could they not have introduced into their hordelings various other Rosharan species? Like, would it be if they had like a, a white spine that would like maybe they're too intelligent and that just wouldn't work? But I I think it's l- like they are like tied to like this organism, and it's like they can't just like like it has to be born as part of a sleepless. So like sleepless can exchange them, but ultimately like it was still always a sleepless hordling. Like you can't they can't just walk up to a chasm yeah. fiend and it's like you are part of me now. They, well then they, I think that they have to be I think that their Kremlin has to impact them. If they can't if their being is not enough cannot separate enough to incorporate other things, then I believe that they must like the Kremlin must impact them in turn. Well, I think it's like my these are these creatures have evolved to have that bond with sleepless and it's just like they look like kremlin they're not actually kremlin they're hordling yeah. oh I, well i mean like so i don't like, th- i don't know that we know that look like kremlings because like hey there's a lot of little insects on this planet let's Do- breed our things to look like them so like we can infiltrate places but i don't wait is that based on anything or no is they are like, always referred to as hordlings in text, not as Kremlin. I, I I understand that, Ian. I just mean more like mm-hmm. I assume they were genetically related to the other Kremlings that people constantly mistake. Them I don't for. think that needs to be the case. They could have come from somewhere else and then copied Kremlings and made their stuff mm-hmm. look like Kremlings. Is that is that the general belief? And I'm just unaware of it. I think so. I mean, um, I just thought of that now I, I don't know if that's a general belief or I not i wouldn't i wouldn't say there is a general belief uh, i think it makes sense that if they were in a different place their hordlings would look like ants for example okay so we do have a word to brandon on this and from the leipzig book fair in 2017 are all hordlings kremlings and vi- vice versa brandon kremling is a synonym in roshar for both insect and small crustacean yep. right and so you would see mm-hmm. one and you would think that it Blah, 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 blah. Kremlin is not an exact term, if that makes sense. It's like bug. So, yeah. yes, they look like Kremlings because they've been bred to look like Kremlings. So, they would not Great, be noticed cool. on Roshar. Wait, but there I, are I, I did, I did that... not get that from what you read at all. Okay. Like, they just like look similar enough that people are like, oh, we're going to call it a bug. But that does not mean they were bred to look like a bug. That just means that they do currently. Okay. So they well, could have been, but listen to me again. So yes, they look like Kremlings because they've been bred to look like Kremlings. Oh, did you say that? Yes. yes. Am I just like not listening? Okay. Yes. No. Yeah, you're just not listening. Okay. Uh, so they will not be specifically. So they will not be noticed on Roshar. But there are uh-huh. things that do not look like Kremlings. Okay. Well, would, that's really interesting. They would still be called a Kremling by the people on Roshar. Th- that's getting into like all alcohol is wine. Well, that they. I mean, we got oh. a wob vaguely recently where they're. We're like saying, like, what what extent could these hordlings do? And the answer is, mm-hmm. over many generations, a lot of things. So that's not surprising that they were bred to yeah. look like crumblings, because that's, yeah. what, that's so what they want. Eventually, they could make something that looks like a white spine, but they can't just go up to a, a random white spine right. and mm-hmm. say, like, yeah, they can breed one to look like that or create yeah. something like that. For sure. Like, although I don't know if they can, they can breed something as big as they have. No. Well, White Stein, maybe Chasm Fiend, definitely not. 
white white spines are big. Yeah. They're a little bit bigger than a person. That's big. Yeah. That's yeah. Big. A lot bigger than a bug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They I, they need to be small enough, I guess. But mm-hmm. cool. So our last two are also from Paleo. And they're about something oh. Ian's very excited about. And that's wisdom. And so we're, we're going to do these two together. Paleo's like, in May in Germany, you told me that. I asked whether wisdom was a shard. And you said it, it was or something like it. And that wisdom was close to an intent of a shard. And you also told me it has realized that survival isn't necessarily the, import, the most important thing for it. I wanted to ask whether it has realized that over time or was it from the get-go? And Brandon said over time, which is definitely inspired by a shard cast conversation there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then Paleo asked if it was the survival shard and Brandon said Raffo. And then Paleo said uh, somebody came up with another probable name is Prudence Close. And Brandon says Prudence sounds awful lot like a shard name. That's some excellent mm-hmm. theorizing there. Neat. Uh, mm-hmm. And then our last one, uh, Paleo asks, all right, the wisdom shard again. We have one quote where Hoyd cited some men as they age grow wiser. I am not one of those for wisdom and I have always been at cross purposes. Is he referring to the shard there or the vessel? Brandon. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Which is still a good yes. Yeah. That is still a good yes because it uh, like the, the shard and vessel being conflated, whatever. That's nothing new for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so. it's like he is specifically referring to a shard, not just wisdom in general. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That seemed like a pretty yeah. Yeah. But I guess wisdom's just not the name of the shard. Probably not. Maybe not, but probably but not. He might not have decided on its name yet. Yeah. Oh, probably. Kind of like the, likes to dress up names. Like he didn't. He didn't name devotion love, and so mm-hmm. like wisdom is probably what it will be in essence. But he's probably going to pick a fancier sound. Yeah, I mean, odium and hatred, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right, exactly. But it, actually, in this, David, there was a word of Brandon where he said, "Oh, you know, devotion and dominion could have been called love and conquest," right? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is in there. So that that's that's interesting. Uh, but <laughs> also the lack of capitalization on wisdom means it's not the shard name. But also realize that sometimes Brandon just doesn't capitalize fortune when it was talking about fortune and stuff. So you know, Though, whatever. Like that would have been from Shalon's perspective. So what she have known to capitalize? Oh, that that is not how capitalization works in the Cosmere. Hoyt's uh, translation allows him to capitalize words verbally, yeah. and he that's, that's, that, that is not how that so, works. Like, I mean, I don't think that's not not how it works. I'm just saying, Chris and Ars Arcanum of earlier things uh, mentioned fortune, and it's not capital F fortune, but we know it's capital F fortune because it's capitalized mm-hmm. later. So that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but like for this, like. If it had been capitalized, that would have been weird, in my opinion. Because, like, Shalon would have no idea that, like, he's referring to, like, an actual being named Wisdom. Yeah, but... If it was capitalized, Brandon would be winking at us, like, as an author, essentially. Yeah, but... Yeah, but, like... Which would have been weird. Odium has capital things that Elnar wouldn't know what they are. Like, that... That... that, that 
That has that never true. mattered ever. <laughs> like ODM was capitalized when Cell starts talking about ODM. Like, yeah, like, like Kaladin doesn't know about that. That has right never now. mattered like, in the Cosmere. Yeah, but Kaladin definitely I'm just saying. I I think it's like wisdom, but it the the name is not wisdom. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. I think it's interesting that he won't tell us if that's a survival shard or not, because it yeah. definitely seems like it could be. It definitely seems it like does it does seem be. like it could be at this point. Like these two I together, I'm I'm pretty solid with that. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I I kind of struggle to hold all of these nebulously defined shards in my brain, and I can remember which ones are for sure not the same, and which ones might be. I know still, it's hard, but, right? Yeah, or like the planet named Purity in the Threnerite oh, system that does not the match sun. the naming convention. That's bigger than the sun. Yeah, yeah, and those relative yeah. sizes, the, those are on the star charts. They so, yeah. are generally correct. Yeah, but. Still weird. It is weird. Or the and fact like Nod purity's swears by purity's eye. eye. Yep, purity's yep. eye. It could Serenity be like novel. Jupiter's eye. That'd be kind of cool. Like the mm-hmm. eye of Jupiter. They yeah. probably don't have telescopes that are that good. I mean, we don't know what their tech level was before they left the the homeland, right? True. Mm-hmm. But like, we didn't start swearing by Jupiter's eye when we put a telescope up there. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Like, yeah. that's, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Jupiter's eye. Whoa, crazy. We can. Feel free to work that in if anybody likes that. I mean, that definitely would sound like you're in a fantasy novel. That's for sure. But, yeah. Cool. So, there is some weirdness there because the Roman deities and well, yeah, but we just named yeah. them after those, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah so it'd be <laughs> yeah, weird, true. like, to swear by Jupiter's eye, because it's, like, it's named after this other thing, and, like, complicated. Cosmere, true. it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's spiritually, obviously. <laughs> there, did we get <laughs> all the memes in? Yeah. Did we get all the memes in there? All right, great. Holy crap, this took forever. Let's do Who's That Cosmere Character. Character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian Tom. Raze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. Welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character. It's a game where you send five clues and a character to Who's That Cosmere Character to WTCC at 17shard.com. Uh, oh, and the clues and the character should it, the, they should go together, uh, mm. not separately. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, and that. then we read them aloud and uh, yeah, so we, we do that and we see who is the best and Ian is back. Uh, no more slander. Uh, who's that cosmic character in the last one was very spicy, wasn't it, Evgeny? On autonomy. I haven't watched it. Oh, you yet. should definitely watch it, but uh, it, it, it was pretty great. So this first oh, no. one is from Messy Desk. <laughs> Are you the cognitive aspect oh. of my desk? Uh, <laughs> or mine? <laughs> or mine? Clue one. This character is dangerous. Raze. No. I was also thinking. Kaladin? Uh, no. Okay. Um, it's not so dangerous people to choose from. What about Seth? He's pretty dangerous. <laughs> it is not Seth. Clue two. This character saves someone's life. Vasher. No. Moash. No. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Shalash. He's not Shalash. Okay. Clue three. This character could be said to have two occupations. Oh, well, it's not Kaladin. We already guessed that. 
What is an occupation, Eric? What is, is an a, occupation? <laughs> wage, wage earning career? Can hobbies be involved? What uh, is an occupation? I don't know. You guys need she, to discuss that. What about Shalon? She's a scholar in Arabian and she's pretty dangerous. It's not Shalon. Two occupations. Kayain. No, it is not Kayain. That's a good, good guess. One. That's a good guess. I like that. That's a very That's right. good Elantris is in fact the world. Three whole no, domains not. there, too. <laughs> not a world. Shush. It's a city. You know what I meant. Um, hmm. Iodon. It is not Iodon. You're like, so, good idea. <laughs> now that we're thinking about Elantris. Clue four. This character's mother resides in the same house as the character lives in. Silence Montaigne. It is Silence Montaigne. Excellent. And oh. And clue five is this character tries to avoid openly spilling blood. So, like, if you didn't get that one, then you would have gotten it on the next one. The Dangerous is good because it's it's in the Dangerous Woman anthology originally. I think that that was a really solid one. I liked that a lot. Wide narrows down. Perfect. Though, is the shade her mother or her grandmother? Grandmother. It is her grandmother, technically. Okay, it's not perfect. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) That's fine, though. Like, I... Definitely forgot that till Ian pointed it out. So, <laughs> all right. Sorry. This next one is sent by uh, Jacob Griffiths, and oh man, listing the answer first in the email line is is, is scary stuff. Uh, it's like the first one is this character is whoa shoot. All right, clue one: this character walks with a limp. Oh. <laughs> I know there is someone with a limp for sure. Like on Rashad. Yeah, it's, it's this character. <sighs> ah, yeah, them. Oh, oh, oh. I'm That's... going to guess Nilto. And it is not Nilto. Oh, okay. thank goodness. Okay. I was like, we need to get this, Argent. We need to, like, we need... either you or I. We cannot let Ian win both each time. That's the minimum uh, bar. I, I mean, I would really not be upset. I don't care. Okay. No, I'd be furious. It's only last time that you're upset. You can't be as <laughs> angry as you were last time. Okay. No, no, that was okay. That was upsetting, right? No this spoilers. Was, in, no spoilers. For these guys I, who I'm didn't, going to watch didn't it. it. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was quality entertainment. That was the best. Did not okay, feel like entertainment. Well, it was entertainment at your expense. What a lamp. Um did i'm gonna i don't remember but have like sergeant have it is not have and i don't remember okay. if he had a limp i don't remember yeah i don't remember yeah. him having a limp i just think there's a soldier in rishar with a limp that i'm forgetting and so i'm just gonna get someone random which is lopen who doesn't have a limp it's not lopen yeah clue two this character can use investiture oh 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 come on I just had something. See, I had one character. Then I thought of another character, and I forgot the first one. But I want to go oh, went back I to the first that. one. I hate that. Yeah. This That's is this is going to be one of those where I'm gonna I'm gonna hear the character and I'll go, of course. Yeah. Like I I know this is gonna be like obvious in retrospect. I'm really clubs? glad it is not clubs. I'm okay. also really glad that I'm not doing this one because uh, I w- I would definitely be. You know those times where I just stare into the ground with the clues and I'm just like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, who has a limp in the Cosmere? Yeah. 
This is well. That's where I'm at right now. What right. About, yeah. I, I empathize more than you could ever know. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Tarson, who I don't think is a limp either. No. But I'm just gonna go with I d- it. I do not think he has a limp. Oh. Uh. Uh-uh. I don't know. I'll. Uh, I'll pass. I guess. All right. Mm. Clue three. This character must have a connection with someone to use investiture. <laughs> Nightblood doesn't walk with a limp. <laughs> Technically true for all of them. Oh, well, would you call a bird with an injured wing having a limp? <laughs> no. Okay, well, it kind of does. Like, if you were a bird and you had a bad wing, that would be how you would limp. Is that your guess? It's Vothy's bird. Yeah, that's my guess. It is Vothy's bird. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yep. Uh, and I, I, apparently, at least the copper mine says that it walks with a limp. So presumably, oh. uh, and Big Smooth reviewed it. So presumably that is accurate with the, what the text says. And we just don't remember. Whew. I, mean, well, I, I remember the injured wing. It is Sock, the AVR. Uh, and the clue Wait, for... That's not, that's not Vathi's bird. Oh, oh well. Rip. Rip. It's not Vathi's bird. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my column anyway. No, no. Because Vathi doesn't have a bird. Too late. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. She definitely has a bird and it gets injured. Oh. So but Sock is when, a sick bird. Yeah. Um, when, when Sixth, oh. when Dusk meets her, uh, they go to one of his like safe houses mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. They leave Vathi's injured bird mm. with Dusk's other AVR, or not AVR, but like just birds. I was just excited mm-hmm. they got a bird, to be honest. AVR. Yeah, hey, I got a I, bird. I kind of forgot the Vathi. So, yeah. I think we're there. Well, rip my six of the Dusk fail. Uh, <laughs> uh, still manifested, so great. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Clue four, this <laughs> character is not human, and clue five is this character is on First of the Sun. So, well done, me. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Um, well, I guess that's two points, David. One point, Ian, I guess. No. <laughs> no. Based half on some point sort of for map. you. Half point. Yeah. That's a half point. I didn't, okay, well. I didn't remember the sack was injured. Oh, I didn't he, remember. He had been injured like previously. Like it was like an old. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Apparently but, has scars yeah. on the left wing as well. But apparently walks Maybe with we'll a limp. We'll explore that hmm. in Eric's hotly anticipated sequel to The Six of the Dead. Oh, yay. Well, the I mean, that one, if he goes into the cognitive realm, yeah, I'd be very interested. Mm-hmm. But before then, not so much. All right. Wow. I have no idea how long the final result on this podcast will be, but I, this will be a fun week for me editing this. Great. Follow us on 17shard.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can leave us a review on iTunes. For all your words of Brandon needs, you go to wob.coppermine.net. If you're one of the people who asked these questions and were like, it's an anonymous questioner. Just log into account. You can just edit the question and put your name in there. Easy. Because uh, we don't know who these voices are. So uh, unless people in the fandom are like, oh, yeah, I asked that question. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So go do that. And you can support us on Patreon. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Peace.